This was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, the world is full of these kind of things. Black masses, mutilations, mutilations. The incubus, the succubus. I'm telling you, we got to go down to the religious supply store. We got to get ourselves a couple of gallons of holy water. My cousin Jerry's a priest. He can get us a deal. Do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? Hey, once they get in here, it's over, pal. Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised. Alright everyone, you know what it is. It's the Cosmic Peach Podcast and tonight we have on Reg from Paranorm, Alaska. What's up Reg? How you doing? Doing good here. I am so excited to talk to you because last time you blew our minds with a little (laughs) paranormal, little colon cleanse. So I'm excited to see where this episode takes us today. I want to dive into all things Alaska. Good, good. Excellent. Sounds good. Um, Okay, you may have heard now a few years back, I think maybe about 10 years ago, there was a young boy that went missing up in a town, a small town by a place called Mount Pilcher. He was missing for like most of the winter and they found him. Some guy was out uh, hunting or something in the spring and found him and he was all disoriented and whatnot. And uh, he was speaking gibberish. So he just took the boy, put him on a snow machine, brought him back to the village. And after he kind of, he was kind of dazed. And, but after he kind of came back, they asked him, you know, how did he survive? And he said, the, the little people took him into the mountain. Matter of fact, I have an article pulled up here on it. This um, is recent? It, it was 2013. Oh, so that's so, pretty recent. Yeah, not too long ago. And the basic story is, according to the website here, uh, Nick Andrew Jr. found the boy all alone in the marsh. The boy was disoriented, dazed and confused. He recognized the boy and took him home. The next door, the boy said he was brought into Mount Pilcher, literally into it. When he was questioned further, he said he saw little beings. And he also said that he met a girl there that had been abducted 40 years before. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and he said that the, uh, the little people released him. Now, they call him. It, it's a strange name. It looks like Ersenarat, but it's actually pronounced Erchinha, a very guttural language Yupik teaching. And uh, that's one of the names of the, the different woods people they have here. Uh, the most commonly known one is Kushtaka which is Land Otter Man. And this is something that I've studied extensively myself uh, because of this little book here called The Strangest Story Ever Told. And they talk about strange little, well, they, they call them more like half man, half monkey. Strange little beings that run them out of this place called Thomas Bay in Southeast Alaska, where I grew up. And uh, kind of has a similar thing going with the little people. So they're little. The Kushtaka are little? Kushtaka now... Okay, there's multiple different things on this. What I've found out is that they're a changeling. As a matter of fact, it goes back to their very creation with Raven, 
uh, this is mythical now. Uh, Raven was creator, and Raven, his favorite was land otter, which is actually not an accurate thing. It should be more like a fresh otter, freshwater otter lives mm -hmm. in inland, not on the sea. Sea otter, salt otter, fresh otter. That's kind of way I refer to him. Yeah. But they say that uh, that Raven gave Land Otter uh, some of his power because he was such a good fisherman, kept Raven well fed. He said that you'll make your home on a point that gets plenty of breeze from both sides. And when people capsize in their canoes, you'll go out and save them and make them your friends. And so what that basically means is that they live in a what they call the transparent village, which is a, a place of limbo, not in this world or the next, but in between. And so if you go with them, you get stuck in this place of limbo. And that's like a fate worse than death to any Plinket warrior. And so they would always tell you, you know, like, especially they target people alone in the woods, or if you've, you know, capsized out there, you're going to grab any hand that reaches out for you. You're not going to even think that maybe they were dead, right? Right. <laughs> you're not going to question it. Not question it. And then they'll take you back to the transparent village and you'll live with them. Kind of like how, uh, it's very similar to what this story is talking about. There's also an ancient myth about a guy who gets uh, taken in by the Kushtaka and then he gets released too as well. And he talks to one of his old aunties that was there and she had been there for years. And she said, well, I'm in the same fix. We're both captured by the Kushtaka. And um, luckily one of his friends came out. He, uh, he could see his shadow, but he couldn't see him. He was on this island and he came out and he fasted for like three days until he could see him and then he said come with me quick you're gonna before you get completely assimilated and so Ooh. yeah he was able to take him and save him from the kushtaka and so uh, that's what struck me about this other story so similar right a little girl 40 years before still a little girl so there's kind of a sense that this is beyond space and time Mm -hmm. a absolutely purgatory an actual interdimensional purgatory for absolutely souls. yep that's what i that's why i see it too and i'm glad you picked up on that because i've always thought that even bigfoot has to be interdimensional because otherwise we'd find the scat you know the crap uh yeah. hair yeah. something something physical and they a still corpse. haven't yet but people are seeing something yeah yeah and so I've always assumed it was interdimensional. And I heard a story of a guy, I guess, in Montana. I don't know if you've heard this one. A uh, guy was out hunting, uh, bear hunting, and he just saw something furry. And he was just shot without even really, uh, you know, it's like Bruce Lee said his fist punches on his own. Right? <laughs> Some yeah. of these hunters would just fire. And he said the thing stood up and it was manlike. Right when he was pulling the trigger, he was like, oh, crap. He thought he was shooting somebody, maybe in a costume or something. Right. But he had already pulled the trigger and the rifle went off and the thing disappeared in a flash of light and was gone. And he was like, Holy shit. Right, holy shit. It just blinked out of this physical realm and went back to where it hangs out. <laughs> Are the Kushtaka in a specific area of Alaska? Mostly Southeast is where the legend or the myth comes from. Kushtaka is the Plinket name and Haida it's Googie. And so, yeah, mostly the Kushtaka myth is from Southeast Alaska. And that's where a lot of the people lived back in, in the old, because it was a nicer climate down there. The tribes were bigger down there than they were up here in the, in the more 
harsh area, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Because the windows get really tough up here. And so mm -hmm. the community's really small, mostly just Eskimo people on the coast that fed on the whales and whatnot. But my people, Athabascan, were the interior and they're the hunter-gatherers. And I guess they survived in the harshest climate in the world. They really had some great ways of preserving food. See, during the summer, you go out and do all your hunting and fishing and you preserve everything. And then in the winter, you're kicking back. That's when they did all their artwork and, and you know, all their sewing and stuff like that. And um, it must have been strange back then. They just had the yeah. northern lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so... And I, and I think that the Northern Lights are outside of space and time, too, by the way. I think that it's paranormal in nature. Yeah, I, I don't believe that it's charged particles from the sun or any bullshit. I don't like think that. so either, <laughs> yeah. Reg. No way. No fucking way. Look at that thing. Uh, what what the, the common truth or belief is that it's reflections from the inner sun, from the inner earth. There's a hole at the North Pole. That's supposedly where the tree, the original tree is. And there's a there's a way to go in there. As a matter of fact, Admiral Byrd flew in there, as he states in his uh, secret diary. But what they say is it's the reflections from the inner sun on the firmament. Wow. Yeah. So are you a flat earther, Reg? Absolutely. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> okay, we're on the same yeah. page. Perfect. Yeah, I did the math on that, and I'm one of the rare few who literally sat down with pencil and paper and started doing math on, I started with the moon, the impossible orbit, supposedly of the moon, right? Virtually impossible. The The odds are astronomical, literally. Yeah, because you have to calculate down, that down to the nanosecond, and you put that piece up there and say, okay, maybe I can believe that. But then you have to stack the very constellations, on top of it, mm -hmm. which should be changing daily if we're in an ever-expanding, ever-rotating universe, as they say, the yeah. constellations would change. They wouldn't yes. stay the same since time immemorial. And then you stack that on top of the North Star, which doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so by then I was like, okay, I, I'm, I, and, and not only that, the speeds that they're talking about, we're spinning a thousand miles an hour, but can't feel it. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It's and, uh, just ridiculous. And yeah. you also wonder how it is we got so far out of the spiritual when all exactly. of our ancestors were incredibly spiritual. Everything came from the gods or from God. Yep. And now we're so watered down with science that you can't believe in Bigfoot or the Kushtaka <laughs> or their fairy tales. Easiest way to lose a friend is start bringing up flat earth. Yeah. You'll lose them forever and they'll ridicule you after that. And, and we didn't sign up for that. We just signed up for the truth. And yes. So, yeah. And however that looks, the truth in all capacities, whether it sounds yeah. completely absurd or not. I looked at the ancient models of the earth, all exactly the same. I went back to scripture even, and yeah. I figured the creator is going to let us in a, a little bit on that. If he made some gigantic expanding rotating and none of that in there. And it, it just finally. The it, exact it opposite, me. actually. Fixed and immovable is what exactly. you'll find. And so I figured if they're going to lie about the very shape of the earth we're living on, then they're going to lie about everything. And so. The spiritual universe is the only universe, in my opinion. There is no extra terrestrial planet out there of the right. engineers 
that'll come and say, I just don't believe in any of that. I would be yeah. more likely to say that there are beings living within the earth than yeah. outside of earth. That's why I say if uh, there's aliens, but they've been here forever. They're, they're from here. And yes, we call them demons. And demons. So, yeah. mm -hmm. Would you consider the Kushtaka to be a demon? Absolutely not. See, now that's where people start to, to get into that a little bit. See, they're, they're neither good nor evil. They're just kind of assimilating into their tribe. Like, as a matter of fact, they've been beneficial to people before, too. They've helped people out. They've saved people. So they're not a good or evil thing at all. They're just doing their own thing. They're the neutral. See it. Maybe they are just doing the job that was given to them. Right. Exactly. Raven assigned them a little task. Go out and mm -hmm. save people who capsize on their canoes and make them your friends. And so, no, I don't believe that they're uh, evil at all. But they are something not to be toyed with. <laughs> have you ever encountered a Kushtaka? No, but I have talked to people who have. As a matter of fact, I have a tape here with some of the elders telling us about it. And it's it's such an awesome tape, but it's also just a complete letdown because when I was there recording it, there was somebody watching TV in the background. Oh, <laughs> and the TV no. And they wouldn't stop. It, it, it was some old lady, some stubborn old lady, and she's even turning the volume up. And I'm like, no. <laughs> And then there was a clock that would gong every half hour. And just right when they're getting into an important point and gong, gong, it would go off. And I'm like, no! <laughs> but uh, they talk about how they actually caught one. And I was like, what? No way, you caught one? And uh, the, the whole thing starts out with them talking about how they're lost people. And that they, they kind of transform. They get tougher, stronger more animal-like. They even grow a little bit of hair, not all over, but they get more coarse hair on them and their features, their lips get bigger and stuff like that. Nose, nostrils flare out even mm -hmm. and they become animal-like. And so, uh, yeah, get this. They said they caught one. This is now, mind you, these are elders and this is back when they were kids. We're talking maybe the 40s or something. And uh, there was a lady who had gone missing from one of the villages and they just figured, oh, she's dead. I mean, that's part of this whole Alaska Triangle thing. I think the whole state is a triangle, right? People I think the whole missing. state is a triangle. <laughs> yeah. I have come to that in my research. Right. And so, yeah, that's the way I see it too. But they said they found this one lady out in the woods and she was like incoherent. And mm -hmm. it took like five men to subdue her. She was that strong. And they were able to bring her back to the village where they had prepared a wooden barrel that they had. And they had driven nails into it that the nails stuck out just a little bit on the inside, just enough to the tip to poke out. And they put rock salt in it. And then they put her in the barrel, closed it up and started to roll it around. And I'm sitting there going, what the Oh right? my God. Right. And, and the thing was just cursing and gnashing and, and screaming and whatnot for so long. And then finally it went quiet and then they could hear the lady start to cry. And so they opened it back up and boom, she had been returned back to normal. Reg, so, that sounds like classic demon possession, man. Crazy, isn't it? And so, yeah, 
I was tripped out when I heard this. I was like, no way. And I'm telling you, right when he was telling this story, the freaking clock gongs off, right? Oh, my gosh. No. Did you have chills? Oh, absolutely. When they were telling you that? Oh, 100%. I mean, I was, as soon as they said they caught one, man, just my hackles started to stick up on the yes. back of my neck. And I was like, tell me about it. And I was just you know, and wrapped in the whole thing when they were talking about it. And that's why that clock and the background noise was just like, I was sitting there going, I've got this <laughs> awesome stories that I can't use now because copyrighted material in the background, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, okay, the best I can do is at least I can use these stories and tell them myself. And so oral history. Yep, exactly. These and, are stories to be told around a campfire. These are the real elder stories that interest me so much. Absolutely. The book that I held up here, The Strangest Story Ever Told, Harry D. Culp. Now, this is a little pamphlet that a, a, a girl found in her dad's trunk after he had passed. And she found, it's only like 30-some pages long, not even that, barely 30 pages long. And you can read it in like 30 minutes. It, it's about... Harry and his friends were in Wrangell around 1900, right around the turn of the century, the spring of 1900. And uh, these guys were in Wrangell, Alaska, in, which was the biggest town back then. There was no Juneau or nothing like that. Fort Wrangell was where it's at. There was no Petersburg, which is the town closest to Thomas Bay now. But um, they were up there, you know, looking for gold. <laughs> looking for gold? Like everybody was back yeah. then. I mean, they're all up there looking for gold. And uh, they're in Wrangell. One of the guys comes back. He had been talking to this old Indian guy who, who had a, a chunk of rock freckled with gold. And the guy finally talked him into telling him where he found it. And it turns out it was in Thomas Bay, this place that's known as the Bay of Death. It's been known as the Bay of Death long before this story even. Because there was an enormous landslide that took out an entire village there. And they say like as many as 500 people died in that landslide. And my research led me to believe that that landslide was no, no coincidence at all. As a matter of fact, they called it the Bay of Death because it was the Kusaksaquan. That's a clinket word. And it means cannibal. It was the Kusaksaquan, the cannibals. There's undeniable cannibal presence in Southeast Alaska until one day, just gone. And so I, my research led me to believe that was the cannibal village and that the other tribes created that landslide and took them out. God bless right. them. Right. Uh, but then it left it cursed ground. Now the ghosts of these cannibals is what I believe are what these things that they're seeing there. Wow. But they're trapped. It's, it's a trippy thing. I even wrote a book about it. My own book here, Kushtaka, Legend of the Bay of Death. Yeah, it's a crazy place. Everybody who tries to go get that gold, something, something weird happens to them. I've even been there before, and, and uh, the weather ran me out. It's always something that will, will foil your plans of getting to the gold, because right? that's what I was going for. Yes, and gold so, is a very sacred metal in alchemy absolutely. as well. For sure, for sure. It's an indelible element, cannot be destroyed, can exist on a molecular level. It's actually the best conductor of electricity that we have too. So it's got multiple different properties that people don't even think about. If there's a guy who can figure out how to pull the 
molecular gold out of salt water, the ocean, you become a, a billionaire right away because there's molecular yeah. gold in every gallon of salt water out there. <laughs> oh, wow. I blame the whales for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you wrote a book, though. Where is it on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's by my alter ego, Jay Border. Everybody gets my name wrong, so I I, I went by my pseudonym, right? Yeah. And, um, I've sold multiple copies of it myself, and it, it's a it's just a it's a fictional story based on my own research, and, and this book as well. This book is mentioned in it. That book had me obsessed since I was a kid. I read it when I was like twelve years old, and after that, I was like, I'm going to Thomas Bay, right? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I've tried multiple times throughout my life, and every time some freaking thing stops the trip from happening, uh, it can be the last time it was uh, me and my buddy were going to go. We had it all set up. We we're going to take his boat, everything, and then like the day before we were going to leave, his mother-in-law died suddenly. Wow! And so he goes, "Man, I can't go." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, before it was stupid things like the weather or other little things. And I go, well, now people are dying over this. I guess I better got to give this up. And so I, I figured that I, the last time I was going to go, um, I was going by myself, which is not very smart. Right? <laughs> but I was going to go and I was going covered with cameras. I had body cameras and everything. I still got them and all the stuff that I was going to bring. And so if anything was going to happen to me, it's going to be recorded. And you so have to have documentation. Exactly. And so, um, I had it. I had the whole helicopter trip set up and everything, and I got a, <laughs> I got a new job right before I was gonna go, and I had to go to work, and I was like, oh, blew my whole plan, and so mm -hmm. I, I sacrificed going on the trip to get a, a job, and so it's always something. Fuck. Someday though. Someday. Next time, wear a body cam and just plow through. No well, excuses. I have a new strategy now. After studying the Kia Solomon, I figured out the pinnacle that can stop the treasure guardian. Uh-huh. The treasure guardian. I know weird stuff. Magic. I really haven't looked into the Kia Solomon that much. Could you break it down a little bit? It's uh yeah, you can find it right online. It's kind of hard to understand, of course, like all old books, but what really struck me the most were these things they call the pentacles and not to be confused with the pentagram, which is what everybody thinks, right? They think, Oh, everything, every pentacle is a pentagram. No, they are not. There's multiple ones of them for every day of the week there. There's pentacles for everything. I got into this out of coincidence. I mean, is there a coincidence? Um, right. it was the, the film I made, I, I just got it re-edited. The one about the ghost, thing I, I think i might have sent you a ghost link to that. Ghost yeah the hundred dollar movie <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. i created this little thing for for a prop for in it because the guy did a freemason ritual and he, he used a star tetrahedron which is a six-pointed star part of sacred geometry and unbeknownst to me part of a, a dimensionary portal and so i, I drew this thing up because i didn't want to make a pentagram right and so mm -hmm. i did it I did the Jew star, as they call it, right? Star David. Yeah. And so um, that's part of the the story. And as I noticed that we get more paranormal activity when that thing was out, too. And little did I know, it's in the Kia Solomon. And it's one of the, the pinnacles for that, too. Man, I should have drugged those out. I didn't know we we're going to go into that direction. I think I have 
a book with them all still here around here somewhere. With the pinnacles? Yeah, yeah. I, I literally sat down and drew them out myself. You, you got to create your own set. You can't use a set created by somebody else. You got to make your own and you're supposed to be able to, supposedly, you got to do it on uh, natural parchment paper. And they say it works best with blood, but I wasn't oh, doing shit. Any, I wasn't doing any blood magic. No blood magic, No blood, magic. No blood so, magic. No, I didn't. I literally drew them all out and I have a set of them myself. And these things, I mean, crazy enough, they do work. There's pentacles for, for all types of different things. And that one, the six pointed one is actually also for healing. As a matter of fact, I think I know where it is. Let me see if I can grab that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's here. And so, um, I'll just pull out, I won't show all of them. There's literally seven to 10 of them per day. So there's like 50 or 60 of them. But this one is the second pentacle of Mars, which is Wednesday. That's the best day to contact the spirits. And it says, using this one will have great success against all kinds of diseases if it be applied to the afflicted part. The scripture that goes with it is in him was life and life was the light of man. And it literally has uh, different angels names on each corner point. You probably can't really see it that well. It looks pretty clear, actually. But that's uh, that's the one that I had sitting on the freaking ground. Right. And the funny thing about it is that that star tetrahedron is part of every one of these pentacles. It's it's the point to the north on every one of them. So it's a big thing. Can they and be yeah, used for, for protection? This one, demons will obey you. So, um, the scorpion? Yep. A scorpion in it. And it says, Thou shalt go upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall bow their, or shall, uh, what does that say? Oh, yeah. Will not tread under thy feet. And so, uh, yeah, and then there's uh, another Mars one for protection. This one can be used for protection against attack. Uh, Thou shalt not be injured, and their weapons shall turn against them. You can use Mm. that against others. Um, I'm trying to find that one that will take the Guardians out. I think it's a Mars one, too. And essentially, you're taking the cannibal spirits out. Well, there's one that that says uh, it's not a Mars one, but it will uh, stop the treasure guardians and stuff like that. And I saw that and I was like, what? This is what I need. (laughs) This is what I need to get into this land. This one here says, if properly made and brought on a journey, it serves against attacks by night or any type of danger or peril by water. So, yes, I wanted to have this one, too. That one's a moon one from Monday. That's Pinnacle 3. And I think... Okay, here's a good one. This one... It serves to open doors. Oh, shit. Right. Open doors or whatever way they might be fastened. So... Uh, it's like if a, if you're locked out of a place, you can use this to get into it. See, this is why I was so interested in these things, because they're going to protect you, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to find the one. And they go along with scripture? They absolutely do. This is this is what got me about this. See, the key of Solomon. Who was Solomon? The greatest king of the Bible, right? Yeah. They say that he literally controlled angels and demons. Uh, literally, hundreds of them. And after he died, he propped himself up on a stick. So the demons would still be afraid. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And yes, it's biblical magic. It's crazy stuff. But like all magic, magic you use for yourself, not going to be so strong. Magic you use for the benefit of everyone else, that'll work. And so here's another one to open doors. Uh, right here. Here it is. Uh, it's a Jupiter. Jupiter Pentacle 1. Serves to invoke the spirits of Jupiter as in Paraseal and Lord of Master of Treasures. Right there. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this is how he became so rich. All right. This is how he got all the riches of the world. This is how he became the greatest king because he used these things. And he, uh, he believed in them and lived by them. And so this one actually has angels on each four corners. The names are Netoniel, Debashiah, Zedekiah, and Parasiel. Parasiel being the angel of treasures. And so this is the one that I definitely, I used to carry this one around with me when I was out looking for gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I didn't find any, so I must not have made it right. Um, <laughs> right. I wasn't around where I was. If I would have been in Thomas Bay, though, I probably <laughs> Here's the one. Here it is. Here's the one I'm looking for. Jupiter 2. It says, this one will serve to bring you, uh, right, right on the pentacle, it says, wealth, wealth and riches are in his house, and righteousness endureth forever. And it says it'll bring you glory, dignity, riches, goods, tranquility of mind, and it will find treasure and chase away the guardian spirits. That's Boom. the one you need, especially the with one. those fucking cannibal spirits. And look all what's over on there. it. Hmm? The star tetrahedron, once again, the star tetrahedron, six-sided star. See, you can't see it so well because I have little uh, uh, names of the different angels, the initials of the different angels in it. But yeah, the star tetrahedron, once again, very important, a part of a, a dimensionary portal. Now, they say that you have to have a couple of them counter-rotating in order to create the, the actual portal physically. And so I've always figured I wanted to make one, right? Well, in biblical times, they knew how to open portals. They knew how to step in between worlds and i'm completely convinced of that well i, I agree 100 percent uh there's one of the guys i follow on instagram i think it's uh his name might be tartaria reset and he's everything's in like a foreign language i have to translate it to read it but he's found like okay doorways and mountains that lead nowhere but the, the the thing over the top of the door has been removed the technology's been removed you could step into that door and be someplace else on earth or maybe the inner Earth. But it's outside of our space and time. Absolutely. So that makes me want to ask you about the secrets of Mount Hayes. Is Mount it the Hayes? biggest mountain? No, the largest mountain we have here is Mount Denali. They used to call it Mount McKinley, named it after the president. They switched it, it back to its original native name. Good. Mount Denali. And um, 
there's uh there's three of them that you can see when you're driving up there's uh foraker denali and what is the other one god it always slips my my memory there's a third one there but you see them all next to each other and these are where, where people go try to climb it and they die all the time because it's seriously harsh conditions and why the hell are you climbing it to begin with right <laughs> but right. Uh, now have you heard of what they call the black pyramid here no, that's not even in my notes. See, this is what I'm talking about with Alaska. It just never ends. It's enormous land, and and most of it's uninhabited, and so we call and it unexplored. Bush. Yeah, unexplored. Excellent. Um, mostly, people have been around like the main waterways, like the rivers and stuff that they can fish on and whatnot. But there's square miles, hundreds of square miles, literally, that have never been, you know explore it at all and so yeah they got it we got what they call the land of ten thousand smokes it's a bunch of extinct volcanoes literally thousands of them right there's <clears throat> tens of thousands of volcanoes here in alaska i mean if you got that many volcanoes you're definitely going to have minerals you want to have your gold you're gonna have your silver you're probably gonna be having your diamonds and emeralds and everything and so there was a guy there's an interesting story of a guy who was wrecked his plane and he was trying to get back out to a road and he knew which direction to go and he said he was climbing up this mountain that he had to get over to get to where he wanted to and he came upon this freaking scene of a jungle a lush type jungle setting right in the middle of the frozen a and paradise like, right and he was like holy shit and he, he said he was compelled to just go into it and then right then, freaking lightning struck right in front of him. And it just kept going. Bam, bam, bam. And it just chased him right the hell out of there. And luckily, it chased him back to where he wanted to go, you know, to the road. But he said that he would have liked to have been able to go and look at the jungle. Directed energy weapon is what that sounds like. Or maybe it's the, the uh, angel of God. Yes, because they said that when he ran him out of the Garden of Eden, the angels were going to protect and never let him back in. And so, oh my God. Yeah. So we're talking about Garden of Eden in the middle of Alaska. There's another crazy story, man, that I read. There's a book out there. You might be able to still find it. It's called Strange Stories of the Bering Sea or something like that. But this guy compiled a bunch of old newspaper articles from back in like the 18s and 1900s, earlys. And um, there was a guy who supposedly went up river, went up, um, I don't think it was the Sakine River, but it was somewhere like that down in Southeast Alaska and went up so far that he came into a lush type garden type thing. This is, I've heard these stories multiple times, even in Canada, there's, because uh, Alaska and Canada right there, you know, he was up in the Canadian side when he came into this lush area. And get this, he sees a freaking mastodon. No shit. No shit. And so guess what he does? Kills it? Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't kill it. He, he saw it and he was like, okay, I'm going to come hunt this fucker. And so he goes back and gets his shit and comes back to hunt the mastodon. This is his fucking mindset. Finds an extinct animal. What's he want to do? Shoot it. Right? Murder it. Immediately right. murder it. Fucking douchebag. 
<laughs> but he didn't he didn't uh apparently he wasn't able to find it when he went back luckily it for had disappeared oh. disapparated <laughs> but the, even the even the elders the, here the black about, what is the black pyramid okay the black pyramid now this thing has been spotted by people okay they had a um like a military base um that they were flying to back and forth from Nome and somewhere along the way there there was a guy when it was clear weather the pilots could see this pyramid black pyramid poking up out of the the snow at certain points of the year and they said that the magnetic disturbances around there would screw up their all their instruments and they'd have to fly away from it to keep uh on track and so they could never get close to it but now it's supposedly there's a road that's close to where it's at and i was thinking maybe sometime this summer i'm going to take a little vacation and roll up there and see if i can at least get somewhere near it and 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 maybe f- climb a, a hill or a mountain or something that's around and see if i can spot it that's kind of something that i've had on my back burner for a while too since i've heard oh, about it oh wow that would be incredible if you do find it there but, uh, is a lot of quote unquote ufo activity around that oh, mountain yeah. i asked you about though that mount hayes mount hayes yep and i it. think that they said let me see in my notes um that it could be a secret underground military base right that's very possible there's a lot of weird shit going on up here um now i don't know if you ever saw that movie the fourth kind <laughs> yeah and it's so yeah. weird that you bring that up too because i just talked about that with someone the other day and they were like everyone <laughs> disappears from gnome alaska <laughs> right i mean okay right away gnome it's a town right on the edge of the water middle of the winter people get drunk wander off maybe fall in the ice gone forever disappeared this is very mm-hmm. common and so that that's why they say that there's been more investigations of missing people in Nome per capita than anywhere else yeah it's because it's a fucking shithole and everybody's wasted <laughs> and, and, and falling into freaking rivers and shit and so that's what I think but they they said okay we're gonna make a UFO movie about it and that movie was a complete crack up uh, it was cool you know I thought cool it movie. was fucking real <laughs> yeah, that's the way they they kind of Blair Witch that one. Yes. And, uh, and the first thing I notice is is when it shows. I mean, it shows cops uh, up there in Nome, and there's trees, and I'm like, <laughs> I just start laughing. Right? There are no trees in Nome. It's too far up. Once you get too far up into the Arctic Circle, trees don't grow. Right? You just get little shrubs and shit like that. There's no big fucking redwoods or any shit like that. So right? there's nowhere for those stupid it, owls to land. They film that shit in Washington. Like they do every fucking movie in Alaska. And so when I saw those trees, I was like, oh, fuck. They're this filmed. is not Alaska. No, not Alaska at all. But it was a really cool movie. I did watch it and I was like, I was fished in for a little while too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until I they saw that and I'm like. going. They really did. Hey, you, all you have to do is, um, okay, they do a film a show up there, Bering Sea Gold, it's called. And they go out, it's about the guys who are still uh, mining up there. As a matter of fact, they, they go out, um, this is how it goes. Back in the old days, 
they were all tired of sitting around waiting for the snow to melt. And so one of the guys just for the hell of it started to pan the beach, just the, the rocks on the beach and fuck, he found gold. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're all panning away. Right. And you can find gold right on the beach. Matter of fact, the largest nugget ever found was by somebody recently with a metal detector up there, found this gigantic nugget, but they're still out there with their dredges and they go offshore a little bit. And there's different areas that are literally you get a permit to go out and, and dredge the seafloor and they're making good money at it. And so it's still going on. And if you ever watch that show, the first thing you'll notice when they show aerial photos of a video of no, it's like, it's just a bunch of little fucking buildings on a little plane. Wow. Right? No so, trees okay. Yeah. I guess they didn't film 30 days of night in Alaska. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> okay. no, they never filmed. Okay. They've only filmed a couple movies in Alaska. Uh, one of them was called The Timber Tramps. They filmed that in the Southeast Alaska, Claude Aikens, back in the 60s. And that's that's real Alaska. Uh, they did some fucking crazy shit, too. They, they literally run a, a fucking dozer down a cliff for a movie scene in that, right? And shit like mm -hmm. that. And they used a bunch of the people in Wrangell as extras. And they're at the Brig Bar, uh, a place in Wrangell. And I even recognized some of the people, you know, in the... For real? In the yeah, 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 for real. You know, when they're youngsters, right? Because they did a scene in the bar there where they're all dancing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it was hilarious. Uh, one of my cousin's ex-husband, he was actually uh, in it, but not really in it. He was in a boat. They, they they filmed a bunch of scenes and then cut him out into where he was just in this boat. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but there was a recent movie that they filmed completely up here. Well, mostly was that one about the serial killer up here. It was called uh, Frozen Ground on Frozen Ground or something like that. With John Cusack yeah. and Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually went in, uh, when they were filming some of it downtown Anchorage, man, I crashed it. Is it, uh, you're supposed to be an extra. And I just dressed up. I had this suit from the 70s as it was. And I put that on and I started drunkenly <laughs> walking through the scenes, hoping that I could get on there. But I didn't. Didn't oh, you it. didn't get close to Vanessa Hudgens? <laughs> oh, I was right next to fucking Nick Cage. Nah. -uh. Yeah, he walked right by me. That's why I was figuring for sure I was going to get in there. But the fucking director, he spotted me after the second take. And he's like, hey, who are you? What are you doing here? And I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> and he's like, what? get out, right? And, and I Did was like. Did you get any creepy vibes from Nick Cage? No, he just walked by me a couple times for two uh, takes, right? I have a whole yeah. theory about Nicolas Cage. Um, oh, yeah, I, I do kind of, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to meet John Cusack, but I never got a chance to. Now, he's been up to some shady shit lately, too. Yeah, all those that freaking TV Hollywood That show folk. on uh, Amazon. That's... Well, I haven't heard of that. Oh, it's so suspect. It's all about the vaccines and depopulation. Oh. oh, shit. I know which one you're talking about where he That's plays the John Cusack. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, what is the name of that one? Um, it was a British bit, and then they turned it they into... They made a, yeah. it into an American style. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I remember so, that when he had his little psycho freaking killer kid that he gave little freaking chocolate treats to or whatever. Yeah, I remember that shit. It was even on Alex Jones. Yeah, That's how yeah, blatant no it was. Uh, well, this goes back to, um, okay, I, I had a chance to go to Hollywood too, right? I met a producer in, Hol er, in Hawaii. 
his name was Walter Jostin. He made the w- movie Witchboard. And uh, matter of fact, that was right when they made it. This is back in like the late 80s or something, early 90s. I ran into them on the beach and I pitched him my Kushtika story. And he ate it up with a fucking spoon. And they wanted me to go to Hollywood with them. And I was sitting there and I, I, I looked at him and it's like three gay dudes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and am I going to go to Hollywood with them? And I was like, maybe not. And so I said, oh, I'll tell you what, uh, I got to go back because I, I had a job and everything. I couldn't just, I should have probably just dropped everything and went there with them and duct taped my ass shut. (laughs) 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 But I didn't. And and, uh, I went up, uh, I went down there the next year, me and my girlfriend at the time drove down there and we were driving to Arizona where her family was. And we went through LA and um, we had a big fucking blowout meltdown because she thought that I was going to raw off and be some Hollywood star or some shit. And, and so I said, fine. Um, and we drove, uh, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to drive her to Arizona and I'm going to fucking come back on my, on my own. And, um, a bunch of weird circumstances happened and I never made it back there, but I was in contact with that guy and he was, uh, he still wanted to do some type of movie about the Kushtika never happened. It's cursed, but they say that in order to get into Hollyweird, you got to freaking suck Satan's dick. Yeah. You, know, you got to do more do that. than that. You got to bend over. Yeah. You got to gargle that, the balls. <laughs> yeah. The no seat. shit. Yeah. And I wasn't going to do that. So, you know, I never would have made it there anyway. And so. <laughs> fuck them all. Yeah. It's fuck fine. those Satanists. Yes. For oh, real. have you heard the latest? Uh, now in Israel, they're making, they're going to give you jail time if you preach the gospel of Jesus. Are you serious? Just seen it today. New York Patriot posted it on Instagram. I saved it for my next, I'm doing a, a live stream tomorrow when that's going to be something we're going to talk about. And the first thing I thought is, wait, Jesus is Jew. Isn't that an anti-Semitism? You fucking scum. So what's good for you is not good for them, right? Fuck them. It's too bad yes. they own all the money. They do, and that's how they control everyone. Everything, everything. I mean, think about it. If there wasn't even the concept of money, then these weak little fucking scum couldn't pay strong men with guns to protect them, and we could string them up by their nuts where they should be. <laughs> by their nuts, too. By their nuts or whatever they got. <laughs> oh, my God. Who knows what they got down there? They're chewing off foreskins. When I, when I found that out, I, I just can't get it, go over that. I can I still can't get over that. Anybody who's going to chew the foreskin off a baby, there's something really fucking wrong with them, right? Demonic. Yeah, 100%. 100%. They're adrenochrome, you know, right? There are certain things that you could argue kind of like the kushtaka. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it in the middle? What is it? You, and you can go back and forth on something like that. When you hear these other stories, what they're getting up to, this is straight up demonic dark occult from the devil yeah yeah for sure there's no um, debating it uh i saw a freaking uh when i published that little indie movie somebody on instagram liked it and then i looked at their page and their indie movie is uh something about bigfoot attack or some right <laughs> some yeah <laughs> killer bigfoot that freaking taking out people and i just started laughing fuck I mean, how many times have you heard of Bigfoot killing somebody? I never hear a murderous Bigfoot. Never, no. And and I don't think they're that's what they're about either. Are, are they even 
evil. People just see them. They're somewhere in the middle. I actually, in my research when I was looking into Alaska, found this whole thing on people seeing woolly mammoths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's more than that. See, even some of the elders that I knew back in the day, uh, even my grandpa used to talk about what they call... Uh, There'd be certain species like, okay, I'll just use beaver as an example, right? Because they've seen them a lot. They'd have the regular size beaver, beaver and what they call big beaver, which is um, in the scientific, they call it the super whatever. Uh, in each species has a, a very enormous type. Like they'd have these big beavers that are bigger, big as a freaking horse. A and beaver? It, yeah. They're, they're enormous. They call it, like when they talk about bison, they call it, in the ancient, they had what they called the super bison, right? Which was 10 times the size of a regular bison and shit like that. Uh, they say that there's still remnants of these around out here in the unexplored areas. And every once in a while, they'll run into something like that, where you see this giant beaver going along. that's the size of a freaking house. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, you look at it and go, what the fuck is that? So woolly mammoth is already huge. You got super woolly mammoths? Um, now if you, I, I read a book, um, a long time ago, I can't remember what it was, but they talk about studying the, the fossilized evidence here. And they say that there's like, they come upon literally mountains of fossils of every creature, every type there is, and they're all splintered together and bones of, of every type of, of animal, especially these super ones. This is how most of them went, you know, extinct in some type of cataclysm. As a matter of fact, they said that the bones didn't even show signs of being gnawed on by uh, scavengers. So everything died. There wasn't even well, what any- What does that anything. sound like? Exactly. The, it's, it's a big wave. <laughs> big wave of water splintered them all together and all the bones are literally, they, they're crushed together. And-, and um, we're talking the about the enormous weight of the water. Yep. Mm -hmm. Crushed them and then mixed them all up. And and also, have you heard that they found like a woolly mammoth encased in ice and frozen, preserved so well that they could even the the buttercups that it was chewing in its mouth were still intact. In Alaska. Right? Yeah, they found a frozen right, and that that's also goes with my theory of the land shift. Uh, if you look up the cycle of cataclysm that's from the, the Adam and Eve story, where they talk about the two-mile high wave, thousand-mile-an-hour wind, I deduce that that could only happen if the land was shifting itself and spinning at a thousand fucking miles an hour. So if you look <laughs> at a continent, a 5,000-mile-in-diameter continent, as a turtle, the tortoise, the back of the giant tortoise we live on, <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, it spins 180 degrees within a matter of hours, it turns. So the point in the frozen north becomes tropical in five hours time. And then the tropical becomes frozen in that same five hours. The crushing cold freezes everything solid. And it says it describes that in the Adam and Eve story, too. And they think in the globey earth that the Access flips over and the poles become the equators. Yeah, fuck them. Right? Now, it's the land shifting. And so this is what I've deduced. I know people call me insane, but I don't give a fuck. That <laughs> makes more sense because if you put the pieces together like a jigsaw puzzle, it looks like we were all connected at one point and then separated right. and, and broke apart. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fossilized evidence backs that up, you know, with what they've discovered here. And so, uh, yeah, they say that the cycle's coming back, too. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Just in time for the aliens to make a return. <laughs> the aliens will be before that. They're a con job. They are. Thank you. They very much so are. Now, what do you think about... So we did Kushtaka. I have ghost ships. And I have the Alaskan Titanic, which was the Princess Sophia. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, the ghost ship ones. Now, I've heard about this throughout my life. I think I even seen one once. Bullshit. Yeah, I was... I didn't even really think about it at the time until, because uh, I'm running the boat in the middle of the night. And this was back when I was I was a youngster. I think I was probably about 16 or 17, right? But I was uh, the smartest one, and I was able to take and assimilate all the electronics and everything. And I was running the boat since I was 13 years old. And so I was the obvious relief skipper. And uh, everybody was asleep, and I'm running the boat in the middle of the night and we're coming up through a past where I got to pay attention where there's some shallows and stuff. And this is in the summer when we had this back when the cruise ships were just starting out. And so we didn't have a ton of them like we do now, but they were still about. And so uh, I saw one, what looked like one, cause it was kind of foggy too. And I could see this lighted up and it looked a little bigger than a ferry. And I was like, what the hell is that? And so I was sitting there trying to adjust the radar to see if I could pick it up. And I kept looking at the radar and looking back up at it and looking up at it and uh, looking at the radar. And I look back up and I'm like, where the fuck did it go? And I'm like, wait a second. I should still be able to see it. It couldn't have gone behind an island or anything like that as I was going up. And sure enough, as I got through the pass and everything, there was no ship or anything. I'm like, what the fuck? Hmm what did I see there, you know? And I was sitting there kind of tripping on it. And finally, you know, I was forget about it, right? And I thought about it later. I'm like, damn, did I actually see one of these fucking ghost ships that they talk about? The, because I couldn't a get a radar signal. people who say that they see ghost ships all the time in Alaska. That's true. Um, yeah, I've read a, I read a story about... Um, Okay, there was a ferry that that went up on the beach here once, and they said it would the guy was on on the helm was was drunk or something. Excuse, mm-hmm. excuse. <laughs> but the side story I heard on it, and I didn't hear this for a long time. We we're sitting at a party and we we're talking about this kind of shit. Me and and uh, usually when you start bringing up Kushtakar or anything like that, fucking people start vacating the room, right? <laughs> oh, right. Because yeah. they, they, you know, you're not supposed to chum them up so to speak. <laughs> so like a bunch of people left and it was just down to him and I, and we're talking about these things. And I brought up this ghost ship thing and he goes, Hey, you remember that ferry that beached? And I was like, yeah, the guy, he, he supposedly knew somebody who knew the guy that was on the helm that they said was drunk and fired him and all that shit. He said that he was trying to avoid a fucking ship. He crashed because he was avoiding a ghost. He ship. was, he didn't know he was crashing. He was just trying to go around the ship and fucking went up on the shallows. And yeah, but they and can't then tell you it that. wasn't they, there, right? And he was yeah, like, Yeah, they can't tell you that. They got to tell you like, if he was drunk. You're fucking drunk. Yeah. And so they buried that whole thing. But that supposed backstory, I mean, I can't, I, no, I don't, can't guarantee the truth of any of it. This is all hearsay. 
But yeah, I guess the guy was trying to avoid a goddamn other ship. So what about the Princess Sophia? Because I heard that much like the Alaskan Triangle, there is a place if you sail through, your instruments go wacky. And essentially, this is the Alaskan Titanic. They hit something and sunk and killed everyone on board. But somehow they still see this ship floating around. It's right. weird. Now, I'm not... Where where did this happen? Let me see here. Because I'm not... Uh, if it was... I know it's, it can't be in Southeast because I would have heard this. It's probably someplace else. But I have an interesting story to follow up on this after. Okay, so it says in 1918, the SS Princess Sophia was uh, sailing and mysteriously sunk near Juneau, Alaska. Okay, so it was Southeast Alaska for fuck's sakes. And it um, killed everyone on board. I think there were hundreds of people oh, wait, on board. I think I do remember reading a blurb about this in the Atlas. Go on, go on. Well, that's what I have on. Let me see. I actually pulled up some more info on it. Yeah, um, there's now down there in Southeast Alaska, there's places like, especially back then, like now there's navigation buoys on everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you even still, you can still fuck up and go on the beach and and weather. If you don't like it, it changes 15 minutes later. The weather can Yeah, change. they blamed this on a storm, but yep. I wanted to see if you thought it was actually a storm because it said their their instruments went all wacky, kind of like when someone's flying through the Bermuda Triangle, their right. instruments, and they can't tell what direction. It says, Titanic of the North, the 1918 wreck of the SS Princess Sophia chronicles the worst shipwreck ever in the Pacific Northwest. Over 350 passengers lost their lives in the wintry waters off the Alaskan coast when a terrible storm hit and the Princess Sophia hit the Vanderbilt Reef near right. Juneau and sank with all aboard. But yeah, they to still see it floating around. Yeah, I'm starting to remember it now. I remember there was a blurb about it in the... Uh the marine atlas we had and um i i didn't pay it much attention either um as far as the instruments going crazy now i've never really encountered that too often in southeast alaska um occasionally Do you think this has any paranormal quite possibly uh i would say probably normally when the weather comes up bad enough to, for some shit like that to happen that yes, it's not natural. And um, it makes me wonder who was on that ship. <laughs> I could so get this. You cannot find the passenger, manifest? the passenger right. manifesto. You will never find it. I looked everywhere for the passenger manifesto. Now, it sounds fishy. Um, okay. Now, you can look this one up too. One of our... Uh, Governors way back when, Nick Baggage, this guy was the guy who envisioned building a water pipeline from Alaska to the lower 48. If we'd have done that, well, not only would everybody not be having to pay the communists for their fucking water now, Alaska would be richer than fuck. Mm -hmm. and, and so the House Majority Whip 
uh, I can't remember his name. He was up on the flight with Nick. They were flying from Anchorage to Juneau and disappeared mysteriously in the Alaska Triangle. This is when they started the fucking rumor. This is back when I was a little kid, before your time. All right. Uh, It might even been before my time. I just remember hearing the story. And uh, my dad, he was, he, he knew that there was some fucking thing fishy with that because these two, I mean, the guy, they were literally fundamentally going to change the course of history with what they were was going to develop the, here. I have the missing Douglas. Is that what that is? Uh. Okay, so listen to this shit. It says experts investigate whether an interdimensional portal in the Alaskan Triangle led to the disappearance of a plane carrying 44 military personnel in 1950. No, that's not the one. But that's it, fucked up too. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, the the thing about the whole missing uh, uh, governor and, and the House Majority Whip and stuff like that. <clears throat> now that one never sat right with anybody because they these just guys, blamed like, said, it on the triangle. Right, exactly. They fucking killed these fuckers and blamed it on the triangle. Right, that I'm a hundred percent believing that. There's no way that these two very important, prominent motherfuckers went down on a clear day. It was, yeah, that's what they said, that even this missing Douglas was a clear day, and then it just could put... Makes me wonder who was on there. (laughs) A military aircraft. Exactly. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Not saying that the Alaskan Triangle isn't real, because you also have giants and... Alaskan Loch Ness monster and some kind of a hairy right. man of Port Chatham, but oh yeah, dude, uh, oh that Port Chatham one. Now I even want to go down there with my cameras because I've heard about place? that one. No, they literally fucking the whole community left because people were dying and they thought, "Fuck, we're all gonna get picked off if we don't bounce." And so, so it's not a Bigfoot; it's something else. It's uh, yeah. It's what we call the woodsman. Um, multiple different oh, languages. Oh, shit. Right? Why did I just get chills when you said the woodsman? Woodsman. That's what the elders refer to it as. The the, the woodsman. Uh, it's Kushka in Clinket, Haida's Gugi, Athabaskan. You got Nantina. Uh, and then there's Hootslawn, Arulatak. The names go on, right? Every tribe every language has a name for the woodsman because they sure should exist. And so that was what was happening in Port Chatham. They were uh, plucking people. Now, from what the elders and my grandpa always said was that they're mostly interested in children and women. Grown men don't interest them much because they're harder to break. Whereas children immediately or women, they can break much easier to break their will. And Mm so, uh, but the one in Port Chatham was different because experienced hunters and shit were going missing. And so that was a little bit different because normally they wouldn't prey upon those. And so it makes me wonder what the fuck is really going on there, right? And so I always wanted to go down there with my cameras. And I always know that if you don't want to see anything weird in the woods, if you don't want to see Bigfoot, bring your camera because you're not going to fucking see him. They can sense that. I, I, that. That's one of my jokes. I used to say Bigfoot psychic. Because you can look inside your mind and see that you don't own or operate a camera. (laughs) (laughs) It'll make you forget you got a phone in your pocket. (laughs) 
if they are outside of space and time, they probably can pick up on the EMF or whatever our phones put off. Right. They can see that signature of the Mm -hmm. electronics or something. Well, Well, what I started thinking about that poor Chatham thing is that, okay, could it be possible that there's maybe, I hesitate to say tribe, but I'm going to use that term. Maybe a tribe of people there who don't want to be part of this satanic fucking earth. And they live out there in the middle of nowhere on their own. And if people get near to them, they, they dust them out. They're right? off the grid. Right. Maybe there's an off the grid community that doesn't want to be infringed upon. And who knows? You would uh, maybe want to have a legend power. like that. You right? would definitely want to have a legend like that if you were trying to keep people away from your camp but it's still it's still very uh intriguing to me so what about but, the alaskan Loch Ness monster i even saw that, videos of this <laughs> yeah. um did you see the um the i see one where it had Iliamna, Lake Iliamna. Where the, Lake Iliama, that's Ili- the one Iliama. I watched. Yeah, where the where the fucking uh, the deadliest catch dudes go out there and try to catch it or something like that. I saw that one, but I saw <laughs> even another one. That shit cracked me up. That shit's hilarious. Oh, they you don't like, believe in it? Well, it's not that I don't believe in it. I just cracked up when they made their little thing where they're going to go out and catch it. <laughs> oh, no, you're not catching it. Fuck <laughs> off. You're right? not catching it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've all heard of the the lake monster in Iliamna. One of my buddies was from there and he t- told me a little bit about it. And uh, it's like a rarely seen thing. It knows you don't have a camera. <laughs> that then kind it'll of thing, show right? itself. But they are seeing something. They are seeing yeah. something. Yeah. And so, uh, okay. We have, uh, my family has land at a place called Lake Louise up here. Actually, there's Big Lake Louise and Little Lake Louise. And our family's land is right there on Little Lake Louise. And now pilots have told my uncle that used to live up there most most of the year round that in the summertime flying over the lake, he would see some fucking thing huge swimming around in the lake. He could see it. Like serpent-like? Um, my theory is it's a gigantic sturgeon. You think it's things, a gigantic sturgeon? These things can live for hundreds and hundreds of years. And they just get bigger and bigger. And if it was landlocked, it might be able to make a living in that lake system. Yeah. What about the humps? It has to have humps. It, it, we're talking about totally different things here. Uh, the Iliamna Loch Ness Monster is completely different. It's one of the biggest lakes that we have up here. And uh, and there's communities around it. And so um, when they see it, they see something, then, <laughs> you know... Uh, it's a fleeting glimpse of something large in the water. And, um, okay, I'll go back to the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, you just seen that video where they show something swimming along that looks like it has humps and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when they zoom that in further and further, they figured out these were just flocks of birds flying on the surface far away, and they looked really weird because of that. Oh, right? don't take the fun out of it. I know, right? <laughs> don't take the fun out of it. But no, um, there are people that say that they're out on the boat. They see something large. It creates large currents. And there's no whales in there because it's fresh water. And so they are seeing something. And so I believe there is something in there. Maybe something up 
from the past. Like we say, there used to be these giant beavers and giant stuff like that. Maybe there's a giant type fish or something living in that lake. It's large enough and it could yeah, support the it. Loch Ness Monster. Um, Alistair Crowley had an Alistair estate Crowley. right <laughs> off of the shores of Loch Ness. So I think, yeah, it's portals. That's possible. That's very possible. Um, no, I, there's so many unexplained things that are happening up here that I, I don't discount any of it. Um, what I about like underwater UFOs? That's another thing I came across. Oh, I could fully believe that for sure. They um, see craft flying up out of the water. Yeah, popping up and out of water. Now, I've never yes. seen any. Okay, this goes back to sometimes when we were sitting around drinking at a party and somebody gets all solemn <laughs> and they start to <laughs> tell you the story. And okay, I've heard of a, the, the sea monster one. Uh, and then I also heard from somebody one time when we were all drunk too, of course, he got all solemn and he said he saw a UFO fucking come. He said he saw it underwater, the lights underwater. He's like, what the fuck is that? Because he could see, you get what we call phosphorus up here. It's a little... Um, element in the water that will once it's struck it lights up and so uh he could see it and he thought is that phosphorus and he could see it glowing and all of a sudden it came up and it flew off and he was like no the fuck way no way takes another shot of whiskey fuck that and and never talked about it because everybody would say it was insane can but, you imagine yes. seeing that in person dude i would totally dig it i, I would dig it too god shit right I don't think it's aliens, but I think it would be fucking amazing to see something like that. There was another guy who told me um, it was South Island of Wrangell. And this, I used to fish down there, too. I was on a crabber down there, and I was constantly on the lookout. Whenever I was down there, I was always scanning the water. And even the skipper asked me, why are you always looking? I mean, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I'm looking for the sea monster. <laughs> well, fuck, whatever. Who told you that bullshit? And I'm like, oh, nobody, nothing. Shut up. <laughs> Because so, whenever these old square head skippers try to fucking put some mockery on it, I tell them to fuck off. And and they can't say anything because if they want me to keep working for them, they're going to shut the fuck up. Otherwise, they're going to be on their own and pulling their own crab pots, right? <laughs> and so I would always give them that look. Hey, whatever. I don't mock you. And they clam right up. Because yeah. they also probably saw some fucking thing weird one time. And they're not talking about it because they don't want to be put in that insane category. But one of my my uh, my buddies was telling me that he was running along down there, and it was like okay, right at like daylight. He just yarded his anchor in the dark, and he was running out to go and and uh, get busy. I think he was, I don't think he was crabbing. I think he had shrimp pots or something like that. But um, he said he could see he saw this pod of fucking killer whales, and they were just fucking swimming and jumping and what the fuck he was like what the fuck and he said behind him up came this thing that looked like a fucking dragon he said bullshit what he said he said it looked like a fucking dragon came up out it just not all of it but the head and shit and it was chasing these fucking killer whales and he was like what the fuck he said he shut the boat down right then he just slowed it down and kicked it out of gear and, and he kept watching but it didn't come back up again and the killer whales just kept fucking scurrying nothing can scare a killer whale mind you 
nothing exactly right? i was just and, gonna say that killer whales right these motherfuckers were fleeing right? yes <laughs> yeah and so i was like no the fuck way so i was always looking for that thing down there and one time i saw a killer whale jump it, it, was, it was so weird because it was me and my old man were just talking about this and i was like yeah i remember uh tommy tommy carlstrom tell me the story about this and he's like, oh, fucking Tommy, you know, it was one of my dad's buddies, too. It's like, oh, fucking Tommy, that fucker's always smoking weed and shit. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and fucking right there, this fucking killer whale jumps right in front of the boat. We're like, what the fuck? And he goes, <laughs> my old man looks at me, he goes, God, I was half-assed expecting a fucking sea monster to be biting at his ass. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> We had a good laugh. But, I mean, it was just too much of a fucking coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> and think how big it would have been to chase a pot of killer whales. Oh, one of the things I seen was a, a pot of killer whales eating a sea lion once. And those motherfuckers were, I mean, the sea lion was huge and they were batting it around like it was a, a little fucking puppy dog. And the, the alpha would, it, it disappeared. I could see its giant fin for a while and then it was gone. I was like, where's it at? And I'm looking for it, looking for it. Yeah. I look back at the sea lion and fuck that fucking killer whale came up underneath the sea lion like a locomotive boom knocked that fucker 20 feet in the air fucking 1500 pound sea lion boom flails like a fucking rag doll man and i was just like no and then he jumped up and caught it no he, he came up underneath it and battered it with his fucking nose right is this just how they kill him boom. I couldn't believe it myself. If I had a fucking video camera back then, that movie, that film would be viral fucking because nobody's ever <laughs> really captured it, right? That's why I sat and watched it. Oh uh, I was God. running the boat out to crab pots and I saw it going down. And I go, I, I told everybody on the crew, hey, check it out, man. Fucking killer whales are eating this fucking sea lion. And they came up and looked at it and were like, ugh. And it was just too violent for them. They None of them wanted to watch it. I was the only one who watched it. And I was tripped out that nobody else wanted to watch it. I'm sitting there wishing I had a fucking camera. It's so no awful camera. you can't look away. Oh, it was, like I say, it was the most beautiful, horrible thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And it was. It was just, it was brutal. I mean, they literally battered the living shit out of this thing. And then at the end, they just started swimming up and chewing bites out of it. And they didn't even eat it. They just took a few bites out of it and then off they went. <laughs> Alaska. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Killer whales, they're one of the I've few. always wanted to go because it's so yeah. majestic, though. Oh, for sure. For sure. You definitely got to come up. For sure. Is there any type of legends like the uh, kind of maybe like the Kushtaka, but the tales that you tell around the campfire? Are there Wendigos? Are there vampires? What, what do you guys have? Oh, yeah. Um, well... Mostly people talk about the spirits. And um, as a matter of fact, they even attribute a mythical consciousness to the Northern Lights. Mm. And this can be proven. You can prove this to yourself if you want to, which I've done. Um, my grandpa used to say, when you see the Northern Lights, if you want them to keep going, then you got to whistle to them or sing or better yet, dance if you start to dance, they'll dance with you. And I was like, wow. And so I tried it one time. Um, I, was, I was working at a bakery in Anchorage. And I got off work at like 5 in the morning, right? The graveyard shift. I get off at 5 or 6 in the morning. And I'd be riding my home, bike home because I, 
I had to ride a bike. They wouldn't let you drive a car. I just gotten out of jail and shit. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'll go home in the pitch black. And um, I'm usually watching the road so I don't wipe out on my little bike. I had snow tires and shit. <laughs> There's like 20 below. So I'm trying to get home. And I happened to look up just before I was getting home. There's this field, the Mulcahy Stadium. I'm going through the parking lot where they play baseball and shit. And so it's a big open parking lot. I didn't even have to pay attention to the to the road that much. And I glanced up and I seen the Northern Lights. I'm like, oh shit. And so I stopped. It'd been a while since I seen them. So I stopped and parked my bike and I sat there and looked out and they're like starting to dissipate. You could see them dissipate. And so I was like, right? and I went down and did the fucking native dance. Like I never do. Uh, and, and I just started doing it. And, and I started dancing in a circle like my grandpa used to do. And the fucking things lit up. They just lit up. And they literally encircled the sky around me. And I've never seen anything like it in my life. Just like the circle. So it does have a consciousness. And they, you know what it looked like? The bottom was nice and flat and the tops were burning like flames. It looked like a fucking crown. (gasps) Yeah. And I was sitting there, I was tripping. And finally, I mean, when I, the full circle, I just started looking at them in awe. And they started to die off. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I kept dancing and they lit back up. And then finally I was cold and tired, right? And I was like, okay. And I just dead stopped and I just watched them. And they just, within moments, they were gone. And I was like, wow. Have you ever heard that the Northern Lights are actually at the seat of the throne? You know, God's throne. That is an right. incredibly powerful thought that we can um, see something like that. Going back to the reflections of the inner sun on the firmament. Okay. They say that the guy who runs the inner earth is called the king of the world. Funny you should mention that. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I do believe. See, now they also say, okay, we used to hear stories when we were a kid that, um, you shouldn't whistle at them because they might come and take your head. <laughs> the Northern Lights? Yes. We're little kids. We hear this shit. And so I asked my grandpa. And my grandpa laughed. He chuckled. He's like, no. He said, and then he told me the story. You know, that's how you get them to react to you. They're, they're not going to come and take your head. <laughs> little kid stories. You know how little kid stories are. Fuck, everything's going to get you. Yeah. And so... But it's funny that you should mention Wendigo. Now, this is a story I tell as as part of my my deal at the state fair. I'm storyteller at the stage there. And I've been that for so many years now that they literally just had me be the stage manager this year. Because when people don't show up, which is almost every day, I got to go out there and fill in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I go out and tell stories. And I tell the ancient myths like Raven and how Raven stole the sun and moon and stars, which is a pretty famous story. And then I tell the story of Wolverine Man, which is a a little known tale here. And I've kind of put it a composite together. But basically how it goes is that um, Wolverine Man was the first cannibal. He was such a fierce hunter that he got bored with hunting for animals. So he started hunting for people. And that was a bad thing because he started taking out the best hunters of all the villages. And so... There wasn't that much food on the dinner table anymore. And they knew if they didn't take this guy out somehow, that they could be a threat to their very way of life. 
And so they called a big clan meeting together. All the elders came together and they tried to figure out what they're going to do about this. And a young shaman came forward and he was just a kid. He was only about 12 years old, but he was highly respected because he had the same birthmark of a previous powerful shaman. So they considered him to be the heir apparent to, you know, his power. And so they respected him very much. And the young shaman said, tell you what, I'll go out in the woods and I'll fast and pray. And the spirits of the animals will tell me how we can defeat this guy. And they were like, damn, that is the best idea they had heard so far. So they, okay, they sent some attendants with him and he went out in the woods and he fasted for three days. And uh, that's always a very important thing to see in the spirit world in the ancient myths, the fasting. And so along with fasting, he would drink small quantities of salt water. Oh, I know that's a little bit of added thing to it. So by the end of three days, he sure shit had a vision. And what's a vision, right? Entering the astral plane. Mm-hmm. So in the vision, the spirit of the land otter showed up and he knew that was a good sign because the land otter is most powerful of all animal spirits, even more than bear because it has that changeling quality. And so the land otter said, oh, I can tell you how to defeat this Wolverine man very easily. All you have to do is follow my instructions. So the young shaman readily agreed. So the land otter said, okay, when we're done talking, remove my tongue and wrap it in cedar bark and devil's club and wear it around your neck as an amulet. And then go to the Wolverine man's hunting grounds. And when he approaches, don't be afraid for you merely have to touch him with the amulet and he will be defeated. And so with that, the land otter died. And the young shaman, as per instructions, removed his tongue. Tongue's always prominent in these tales too, right? And, and he removes the land otter's tongue, wraps it in devil's club and cedar bark, and ties it up and wears it around his neck and goes back and reports this to the elders. And the elders were very excited because they knew the power of the land otter. And so they knew that he had the power to defeat the wolverine man. So they went ahead and sent him to the wolverine man's hunting grounds, along with you know several attendants to watch over him. Now, when they got to the Wolverine Man's hunting grounds, they were pretty nervous because it's really an eerie place, mostly quiet, except for occasionally you could hear the Wolverine Man as he destroys a new animal in the background. You know, they could hear him rush through the woods and the cries and screams of the animals and his his own cries of triumph. And so they were freaking scared. Young Shaman said, don't worry, I have the power to defeat him. If you're afraid, face the water. Don't even look at the woods. Matter of fact, plug your ears. Don't even listen. So you won't be tempted to run. And so they did as they were told. And the young shaman, he sat there and watched the forest, but he kept his eyes and ears wide open. And he had the amulet right there in his hand, ready, waiting for it. And he could hear the Wolverine man approaching and he wasn't afraid at all. And the Wolverine man paused instead of usually he would like when he found invaders on his territory, he'd rush right out and destroy them. But he stopped for a moment because he smelled something that was different. It wasn't fear, right? which he was used to. Ooh. But it only held him up for a moment. His rage came over him and he fucking rushed out to kill and destroy these people, erase them from the face of the earth. And he just rushed straight towards him. Well, the young shaman sprang in action as well. And he freaking took that amulet and he swung it off the string he had it tied to and hit the fucking Wolverine man with it. And as soon as that little land under tongue amulet hit the Wolverine man, Boom! He was transformed into a gigantic cloud of mosquitoes. 
What the And the fuck? mosquitoes, right? They were drawn up by the four winds to the four corners of the earth, and this is how the mosquito came to be in the world. We often wondered why a fucking insect wants to suck your blood. It's because it has a little bit of that Wolverine man's cannibal spirit within them, and they want to bite Ooh, you. Blood, right? And so, now this is very similar to the tale of Wendigo, where they literally had him in a fucking hole and burned him up and the smoke turned into mosquitoes. Very similar story from two different parts of the world. They so, both got turned into mosquitoes? Into mosquitoes. And that's why they used to refer to them as the Wolverine people. The little mosquitoes, they're going to come and bite you. And when I finish the story at the fair, I always say, uh, and so I'm going to warn you, when you're out here walking around later, these Wolverine people, they're going to be looking <laughs> for you. They're going to want to bite you. <laughs> and people always laugh like, ah, oh, this is awesome, right? I say, don't worry, we have a natural deterrent for them here. We call it the rain. The rain will wash <laughs> these Wolverine people away. And if we don't have rain, we got the wind to blow them away and stuff like that. So it's a very funny story at the they end. They are always trying to use mosquitoes, though, to genetically modify things. So... Bill Gates, that piece of shit. Think what, about that, Reg. Did you see that TED Talk where he's like, oh, we got mosquitoes, and he releases them right there like a fucking cunt. And, yes. and, and the people laugh. They laugh. I'm like, you motherfucker, I would, I would jump up on stage and knock his fucking punk ass out. Mm-hmm. But no, not a bunch of pussies that go to TED Talks. No, they giggle as he releases genetically modified fucking mosquitoes. Fucking yeah. God, that piece of shit. I hate that guy. He's a woman, too. You know that, right? I think I have. I've done a lot of stuff on, uh, well, not publicly, but I've done a lot of research on inverted Hollywood. And it turns out that most of the males are females and the females are males. FTF, FTM, right? You don't get to prominent position unless you're one of these freak shows. And if you can Mm. find a a real old, I did a bit on this a long time ago, a very old picture of little Billina in a dress. They say they can't prove it, but yeah, little, little dressed up. I mean, this is why I used to follow. Are you serious? There is a picture that exists. Of little Bill in a dress, yeah. That's why I used to call him Mel and Belinda Gates. <laughs> 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 because they're fucking both inverts. They are. <laughs> I've always said to uh, to my friend Kelly, she's really into the inverted Hollywood. I said, I think Prince Charles, who will soon become king, is the ugly sister that they've just inverted so somebody could take over, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's so hilarious. I've always thought that. How can they be royal? They're so ugly. They're hideous. Oh, my gosh. They look like freaks of nature. Gross as ugliest motherfuckers that have ever been. And they're supposed to be royal? They're supposed <laughs> to be above us? Fuck that. They're gross. No, mm-hmm. um, they say that... Uh, Do you ever hear that story where the dude naked dude climbed out of Buckingham but Buckingham Palace fucking on some sheets out of a window literally they could see it they were filming something they see this guy naked buck naked fucking trying to escape out of buck Buckingham Palace before he gets ass raped more literally I saw a video of it this did this dude live uh apparently but you know probably they probably hushed him right up Mm -hmm. shit they they Okay, how do you become king to begin with? Well, you steal everything else from some from everybody else, and you steal everything from everybody else and say, I'm king. This is how they did it. 
scumbag pieces of dog shit. I can't stand these things. They are pieces of dog shit. Pieces, pieces of living dog shit. That's what I refer to all of them as. Even we have our own country full of them. Look mm-hmm. what's on, look what's in charge right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Fucking dude. Have you looked at uh old Biden and new Biden? Not the same person. Oh, absolutely not. One thousand percent not. Different eye color, different ear, different fucking way of speaking, everything. Different mannerisms. The shape of the skull is dude, even old Biden. Old Biden was based. He used to fucking literally say, Hey, man, men and women can only get married and shit like that. Now new Biden's oh, let's all jerk off. Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, they're in a giant circle jerk up there right now. Uh. Yeah, a new Biden goes 100% against everything old Biden stood for. Yeah. Literally. Now, I've seen the detached earlobe pictures, which are very interesting. How do you get new earlobes? They're literally wearing masks. These are multiple role actors. You can literally see holes in their masks sometimes. There's that one hole in his nose in that video one. Um, their eyes change constantly. Their teeth morph. Shit mm-hmm. like that, man. These mm-hmm. are fucking, these are demons wearing masks. In my, They're shapeshifters, but not in the way that people would think of a shapeshifter. A lot of right. cryptids are the shapeshifters, reptilian. but they, they, I think that they are demons in oh, physical absolutely. form. Uh, that's what I think too. I think that they're literally wearing flesh suits, mm-hmm. and and now I mean this is why I always uh, I follow. Um, there's a, a a lady called Bright Green Barbie on Instagram. She does a lot of that FTM stuff, but she also covers the freaking latex masks and shit that they use. Uh, they developed one in Japan now that you can't even fucking tell. It and looks very realistic. Oh, so real. And there is. I think a video of Biden saying he poops his pants or something oh, yeah. like that, oh, yeah. or he farted oh, or sharted. <laughs> no, it's pathetic. Just walking I'm around just at any given moment with six turds in his diaper. And at nobody, least. Like, and this... two cocks in his mouth, right? <laughs> he can't talk. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. I don't mean to be too graphic, sorry. No, it's just we have to keep it real because it's I literally just have a Biden puppet here. I've done a few bits. I bought a Did puppet. You really? It looks like Biden. Yeah, it's buried under the pile over there somewhere. I'm about ready to do a new bit with him. Um I have a Biden puppet, I have a Hunter puppet, and I have a Kamala puppet. <laughs> so you do ventriloquism? Oh no, no, no. I, I just do the puppet thing i i don't people say i need to learn that if i could learn that i could be a, a the next fucking funny comedian like jeff dunham or shit and i'm like no way i can't i i've tried ventriloquism that shit is hard you gotta it literally is a fucking in. skill that's oh, why there's not hard. many of them right you literally i mean gotta know your shit and so it takes a long time to master that kind of thing you literally gotta be your passion and mm-hmm. so um i've tried it and i'm not that good at it so <laughs> like no well, so I, I think it can still be funny, though, even if you're not a ventriloquist, oh. as long as you don't turn into the guy from When a Stranger Calls. It's, <laughs> it's all cool. <laughs> I know. See, one of my buddies came over here the other day and he looks at my wall of puppets. Here, I'll, I'll show you. See the oh, wall my gosh. 
And so, yeah, he looks at it and he goes, what the fuck, right? And I'm like, yeah, I know. But you can see, here's Amir. He might my favorite puppet. He does the news. Um, the Biden puppet. I think this is it. Here it is. Here's my Joe Biden puppet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Spitting he's a, he's image. A, he, uh, I only have two ventriloquist puppets. And does that one have poop in its pants? <laughs> he definitely does. Oh, his clothes are removable. One of the only puppets I have removable clothes. So I'm going to have him run around naked here pretty soon. This is his secret service guy. Look how big he is. <laughs> and so whenever fucking Biden gets threatened, he goes, Leroy. And Leroy will come out, what that boy? Right? And he wears <laughs> a Trump hat. <laughs> he wears a Trump hat. It's so hilarious. I've got a skit written out that I haven't gotten to yet. I've been working this new job and it sucks up a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. And so... uh I've been I've been working on this uh, little skit that I have for these ones, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, the big frog one, the gay frog one, is uh, can I give it away? <laughs> what the the gay frog one? Did you get that from Alex Jones? It's gonna be Alex. <laughs> the story goes they're gonna say uh, you're gonna hear Alex's voice in in just a shadowy background, and he's gonna be like. It's a dark day. <laughs> I can't do him that well. My buddy does it better, right? But I, I'll try. He, he does it way better. He's going to do the voice. And it's a dark day. They finally destroyed Infowars headquarters with an atrazine bomb. <laughs> Killing everybody and transforming me, Alex Jones, into a gay frog. <laughs> and so he's going to be the gay frog, uh, Alex. That Have you seen that they're trying to take his stupid cat away his whatever kind of exotic cat that he has oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll have to get a cat puppet next <laughs> well they're suing him they're trying to sue him into oblivion mm -hmm. fucking, that's what happens when you got a country run by a bunch of fucking scumbag lawyers and yeah. so alex the is canary in the coal mine i mean i don't agree with everything he says but i do owe him a debt of gratitude because it was through his show that i found the supplements he sells that he doesn't take obviously but they I did too, the global healing. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Group is the guy who came up with all the formulas. Alex is the pitch man. Mm -hmm. So I never would have found Dr. Group if it hadn't been for Alex. And I've, I, I mean, take the colon flush. Ever since you came on my show, I have the colon flush. I have them all. I've got mm -hmm. a whole fucking counter full of shit here. I mean, literally, and this is just part of them. I take most every day, super male vitality. Mm -hmm. Um Here's the oxy powder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That'll the clean your fucking colon out. Mm -hmm. Living defense, baby. This is what one of my favorite ones. Gets rid of the uh, parasites. Now, let's dive into that for just a second. Mm -hmm. Now, have you ever seen pictures of the parasites living in your colon? Uh, microscopic images of them? No, I bet it's fucking terrifying. They look like demons. All right. I did a bit on this. They literally fucking some of, I mean, they literally look like demons straight out of fucking scripture. Uh, some of them look like giant fish with huge teeth and shit like that. Others, it's mind blowing. Oh my uh, God. I did a bit on this a while back before my main channel got censored. I got to probably repost this, but literally they look like fucking demons. And the parasites, the parasites. And, and okay. You've heard that there's a parasite in cat urine that will go into your brain and make you crave the smell of cat urine. 
right? Wow. In other words, controlling your mind. These parasites living in your colon are possessing your mind. Fuck, it all clicked. This is These are the demons of the fucking scripture. Are the parasites that are controlling your mind. And once you get so ridden with them, you can't even recognize the truth. The truth and is it's like coming from our food. There you go. 100%. 100%. And so once you flush these out, you can get control of your mind back. Get the demons out. Uh, I'm not saying that these are the only form of demon, but I'm sure that, that that is one. They call the elites the parasite class, though, for a there reason. Go. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. And this is why I, I have this stuff sitting right on my fucking desk. Mm-hmm. And I take it. And I, whenever I see people that are suffering, man, I always try to help them. Uh, and people fight against it. Literally, literally, we'll fucking fight to stay in the slumber. Um, it's sad, but you know how they say you can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. Reg, after we had our last conversation, I went online and I got all of the supplements. I got my water. No I, I did? did all of Fucking it. High yes. five. High five. Fucking I, did, I did the whole thing and my stomach had never been more flat. I wow. literally lost like five pounds just wow. from my fucking guts and i'm so grateful for that i am oh my mm-hmm. god that just makes my heart feel so good i well, how else what else do you feel clarity um yes yes absolutely. and i combined that with fasting and somebody told me i was gonna kill go. myself that i had an eating disorder and i said no this is spiritual yep. cleaning your gut out and not inundating yourself with food all day is a spiritual thing absolutely i feel wonderful when i do my fasting and i drink my water and i clean my did you get a water filter i have them on all my yes Yes. i have them on all my shower and even some of my taps i have it's so funny i told one of the guys at work about this i even showed him the documentary and his mind was blown and everything he goes but i don't like things like that and i'm like why he goes because i know i'm never going to do anything about it and I'm like, what? Right? All you have to do is buy a it's filter. So He's like, easy. But then I won't be able to drink water anywhere else, right? I'm like, oh, that's the point. But the water has poison in it. That's why you toxic. need to get a filter. Yep. And not only that, but the modern water is the molecular structure is wrong. And mm-hmm. it's gotten through too many right angle turns, which screws up the molecular structure. You can't absorb it. Uh, all you have to do is say to your water, which I do all the time, I just say thank you. And I'll do even an ohm. I'll be like, ohm. And the vibrations of your voice go down and alter the molecular structure and make it ingestible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen. Uh, I, don't, I don't think, like, if you write thank you on your, like I do on my water filter, that happens over time. But once you talk to it, boom, that happens immediately. Mm-hmm. And so at first I, I was kind of embarrassed to talk to my water, right? <laughs> And I would only do it in private, but now I'll be in a restaurant and I'll be like, thank you so much. Yeah, but you have to think that even in scripture, the parting of the Red Sea, Jesus walking on water, it Mm -hmm. is such a spiritual thing that you're putting into your body. Your body is made up of water. There you go. Get it right, people. This is not just, oh, I'm going to have some Fiji this is a spirit that you're taking in and you have to honor it. You have to honor yourself. Oh, you give me chills. I love the way you said that. It's a <laughs> spirit that you're taking mm-hmm. in. I'm getting like goosebumps. Um, it's constantly replacing itself too. So 
if you take in sewage water, what are you going to become? A piece of shit, right? And so if you take in the good water, you're going to become that much better. And so Mm -hmm. your body is constantly replacing the water in it. And when you were talking to me about the liver and the colon and you need to take the paracyclins and I started off with the oxy powder. That's the one that makes you spray out of your ass. <laughs> oh my and, God. Does it ever. It's biblical. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I got halfway through it and I said, this is not for me. I right. can't get through the freaking work day because I'm shooting all day. Right. But it's worth it. Lucky for me, I was working at night. And so I would get up in the morning, do all my shitting, right? And then go mm-hmm. to work. And so... And I would only do it five days a week. I did six weeks, five days a week. And I lost like 14 pounds and two belt loops. Yes. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was already really thin to begin with. So I, cause I was fasting, I was doing Mm -hmm. intermittent fasting, but I always had like a little bit of a pudgy belly and I just could not figure out why the fuck I had this pudgy belly. Did the colon cleanse then i hit it with the parasite cleanse and i had straight washboard abs it is i think that it's just festering shit literal festering shit clogged up in there they call it post putrefied waste and it lines the wall of your colon and the parasites live in there and so you're not even getting the nutrients from your food. The parasites are getting that and then they're excreting and you're absorbing their excrement, which is the root of all disease. And the fluoride that you take in, in the shower yep. and other forms of water, the fluoride itself is a parasite that uh, infects your mind. So if you can get that out, you're going to notice a huge monumental difference. Enormous. How's your skin? beautiful <laughs> yes it, it does it looks great and so Thank that's you. what happens you get these excellent little side effects mm-hmm. yeah i mentioned that to someone i i again was talking to my friend kelly she sells turmeric drops and you know uh, uh, the root of all disease is inflammation yes you have to have your turmeric so i buy her turmeric supplement and I love it, but I was telling her that when you start cleansing your gut and taking probiotics and your turmeric, she even does body brushing and she's trying to get me on. Oh yeah. yeah. You got to do that. Uh, it's dry skin brushing, Mm -hmm. right? You vegetable Mm -hmm. bristle brush. Uh, the skin is the largest organ in the body. And once you, uh, start to brush it, see it's way different than exfoliating. It's actually clean. Uh, okay. After you sweat, a little bit of the toxins will stay in your pore. And after X amount of years of sweating, they're plugged up. And mm-hmm. what you do, if you brush your skin before that, it, it clears the pore and gives it a chance to rebuild. And you'll rebuild your entire, the largest organ in your body, the skin, by dry, dry skin brushing. Please do, do that. Okay, I will. She is amazing. convinced me too. She yeah. uh, body You're brushing. You're the brush in the direction of your heart yep. she you brush towards your heart because you're the lymphatic system is connected to the skin and you're brushing that lymphatic uh, uh there's more lymphatic fluid in your body than there is blood and so once you start to you're brushing it back to you know organs so it can be cleansed right and and uh you'll notice that you'll get 
tone, like I have muscle tone, like I've never had before. And your skin becomes flawless and shiny, literally shines like you're oiled up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. she said. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. And, mm-hmm. and knowing that, but the effects to your health and, and your, your overall general well-being are amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You'll never have dry skin. You'll never have another one. You don't need any lotions. You don't need any of that. All you need is a $12 Yerba Prina skin brush and start using it. And every, I mean, when, when they turned on the chloramine down in Ketchikan, I was suffering from uh, dandruff and flaky skin. I look like one of those old people in Hawaii that are have howly rot, they call it, from the sun, right? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That sounds fucking horrible. Oh, it's horrible. It is. It's those poor, oh, I can't, I mean, luckily I'm half native and I have the dark skin complexion, which is goes long and I hardly ever get sunburned. Mm-hmm. But I was looking like them and I started doing the dry skin brushing. Boom. All that shit went away. I used to have like a little bit of a, a fungus on my feet. Boom. All that shit's gone. Everything's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. And it's just from skin brushing. She has me pretty convinced to start the skin brushing because yeah. I have exfoliating gloves that I do in the shower. And mm-hmm. I said, if it's a matter of exfoliating, I already do that. And she said, no, it's not about it's, it's just exfoliating. Different. It's way different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know if uh, if you looked at the little series that I made a video I series. I definitely my, yeah. did. Yeah, and there's one on there about it, and there's a a lady that does a excellent demonstration on YouTube of how to do it. And literally, you're doing your hands in between your fingers, in between your toes, all that stuff, and you do seven brush strokes on everything, each mm-hmm. part of your arm, each part of your legs, right, all coming back up towards the heart, and you got to do it for like, I, I was doing it every time I showered for the first couple of months. And now I only have to do it like once or twice a month. And mm. so, so um, it doesn't have to be daily forever. No, no, no. Just to start with, okay. uh, once you get, um, once you get the original toxins knocked out, the way I looked at it is that we're getting bombarded with so many toxins that our skin is like in armor mode. It's sealed up. It, it's just trying to stop everything. And so you got to get a shower filter too, of course, because mm-hmm. you don't want to continually bathe in the toxins. But um, once you get it cleared out, man, your skin opens back up and it becomes living again. It's living its life again. It's not in complete defense mode. Mm-hmm. And so it also, you don't want to get into toxic water then too. Like I went to Vegas and I literally brought a fucking shower filter with me because that water is- I was going to say that is a cesspool. It is. That water is all sewage. All of it. They don't call it Sin City for no reason. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the first thing I noticed is they, that, that fountain thing that they do on the streets. Dude, it smelled like fucking uh, oil field or something, mm-hmm. right? The chemical stench was almost mm-hmm. too much for me. I it's was horrendous. almost gagging. And everybody's looking at me. I'm like, God, how can you breathe this shit? And they're like, <laughs> oh, what? That smell? I'm like, it's more than a smell. <laughs> it's got legs oh i accidentally i was i I went there the first time i went there i was partying away and uh and so um i woke up and i was dehydrated and i fucking dumbass me i go to like i could go to the faucet up here and have a drink no problem fuck i did that there fucking literally puked i'm not even kidding you man i was just like right just puked that shit right back out and i was like oh dear god what the fuck was i thinking yeah, and so I'm surprised it wasn't brown. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> yeah, that shit's horrifying. And people are down there are just they're well, once you get so uh dull and dullened, you're just oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I couldn't believe that they couldn't smell it. <laughs> I'm really sensitive to smells. I feel like I can smell something from a mile away, but it's probably because I work on myself. This is a process. Yeah. It doesn't oh, just happen overnight. Yeah. yeah. And I had a question for you too, because I watched your series on the water and cleansing your colon. Are you taking alchemical supplements like silver or uh, some of these other metallic-y type of supplements? I, I have a few of those. Um, one that I just learned about that I haven't been able to try yet is copper. Um, I know, copper. I've heard copper. about it. Mm-hmm. I heard about it too. And so I'm, I'm like very intrigued in that. And I'm, I'm definitely going to get some of that and some of that nitric boost that they have there too now. But there's one other thing that I've been, I started taking, I haven't taken much of lately. Um, have you heard of it? It's called Ormus. The, what are we talking this about that? Is the like elixir of the gods or right. something. It's, it's cocaine, baby. No, it's a white powder. <laughs> and you can start it. And I, I thought it was drops. That. I have done it for the hell of it. Oh, wait, this is one that I haven't opened yet. Um, but yeah, you can order it online. They, what did they call it? Uh, gold. I'll Google it. It's, 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 it's monatomic gold. Yes. What it is. Yes. And so when you ingest it, you're getting all that, uh, the, the metal things that you need. And so this is why I was so intrigued by it. And I bought some, I haven't opened this pouch yet, but maybe it's about time I did. So we can take a look at it. Maybe I better snort a line. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the guy in Hawaii told me. He said, I snort that shit. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I used to do cocaine. And I'm like, me too. He goes, well, you give it a try. I'm like, all right. Snorted one up with him. Oh, it was awesome. It's a definite, uh, you know, take take the edge off. (laughs) Yeah. Because I've heard so many health benefits from silver. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Silver, uh, I have a lot of that around too. I always keep that in case I start to feel uh, sick. It's that, um, what do they call it? Colloidal silver. Yeah, there it is. Colloidal silver, colloidal, however mm-hmm. um, it's pronounced. Here we go. I'm just going to tear this right open. I also take iodine. Oh, yeah. Nascent iodine, man. That's the first thing I ever took from from inf- info drawers was that it. <laughs> The nascent iodine, man. And that, man, it affects people differently. Um, I gave some to my one of my buddies at work, and he was just like, hmm? nothing, right? And for me, it hit. And then I gave some to some other people, some uh, to, a, to a lady who was suffering from uh, thyroid, because mm-hmm. that's what it is. Deficiency in iodine is why your thyroid's and, and the thyroid controls your hormones. You're going to be all fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I gave her some and she was literally so fucking whacked out by it that she got freaked out. Right? <laughs> and stopped like, taking it? Gave her head rushes and shit. And I'm like, dude, that's because you're coming back to normal. And she's like, it went back oh, right back to the Nazi sorcerer sake. lab. Yeah, right back to the Nazi sorcerer lab and doing their shit. There it is right there. Monatomic gold. White powder. Looks just like freaking... You know, 
cocaine or flour or whatever. Don't get yeah. me wrong, people. This shit is expensive. It's not that bad. Um, I, think, I saw well, some that was like 200 bucks. Or yeah, yeah. This bucks. one, I think this would cost me like 30 or 40 bucks for 10 grams. 10 grams. Yeah, 10 grams. I, we can't even get it in powder form over here. I swear to God. Every website oh, I got this on eBay. was drops. eBay. 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 Literally. That's where I got this from. How do you know that's not baby powder? Uh, it definitely doesn't taste like baby powder. I'll let you know that. <laughs> um, no, it it's uh, it's Corn not starch. bad. It's, yeah, it's it, that's what I thought too. Right? Could they be just faking you out? But of course, they're not going to have a very good rating on eBay. You know, everything's about. Oh, the they rating. have really good ratings. Okay, that makes. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. Once you get a bad one bad rating on eBay, you're fucked. Are and fucked. So yeah. And that's why, I mean, I sell on eBay myself and there's no way I want to get one of those. Mm-mm. Once you do, you, you can never erase that. And nope, so nobody why, will trust you. Trust oh, I've gotten refunds, full refunds, just by leaving a bad review. They're like, wait, 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 wait. I'll refund everything. I don't care. Just like, give me okay. a five star, please. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Do whatever. But yeah, I'm going to open this right up. And I'm going to see if it tastes like cornstarch. No, the, the first batch didn't, so I don't think this one Tastes should. like oregano. Wow. This one's not as powerful as the last one. What's it taste like? It actually has no flavor whatsoever. Not even like sugary, no. salty, nothing? Nope, no flavor whatsoever. I think it's better if you snort it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm going to do after the podcast. Um, no, you have to let me know water. how that feels. I just put it in water. Usually I'm just cut, joking about that. Usually, um, the, the same way that I used to do, uh, well, I still do the uh, organic honey and cinnamon and, and, uh, bee pollen mm-hmm. just put it in water in the morning. And that's, why I put some Sheila G in it too. And so I used to put a little bit of Ormus in it too. And I totally forgot that I had this one. And so I'm going to start you using wanna ramp it up to the next level. Put a little bit of the uh, oh, I can apple feel cider vinegar with the oh. mother in it. Yes, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. That's exactly what I used to do, was yes. put some of that and some coconut oil yes. in there too, right? Mm-hmm. And mix that all up along with some of the um, the the honeycomb. Yeah, the honeycomb yeah. has a lot of healing properties. Oh, hell yeah. Rebuilt my knees. My knee joints were going out mm-hmm. and, and that totally rebuilt it. And um, have you heard of the Sheila G? I haven't. Okay, this one, this is a good one. I love this story on this one because it's kind of mythical. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Now, they said back in the ancient day that there were these fucking highly intelligent, super strong baboons. Oh, shit. <laughs> I right. thought you were going to say something else. Go ahead. Baboons. <laughs> Monkeys. Baboons. They would come down from the hills and beat the living tar and feathers out of the other baboons and and just steal what they wanted from them, take, take some of them, whatever, right? They were literally like they were just far superior. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, the, the, the story is that one of uh, some king or something, the one, okay, this is how they got interested. And they're like, what are these fucking baboons doing that make them so badass? And so they literally followed them up in the hills and they saw that they were eating this black tar substance that came out of the mountains. And it's a, it's a, a vitamin mineral compound that uh, from thousands of years of, of decomposition 
by the mountain pressure pushing out the substance and it's got everything you need in it matter of fact bruce lee was was uh very enthusiastic about this stuff he consumed copious amounts of it and it's black fucking tar it tastes like black tar it's hideous hard to get used to and that's why i put it in my honey water so that way it makes it it's almost like a coffee substitute i don't drink coffee but it probably could be and so it makes it more ingestible but after you get used to it you can literally put some on your tongue and eat it the way bruce lee used to do and it tastes like black tar it does but they say that the king who figured this shit out literally took and they captured one of the baboons and they say, okay, this is where it gets freaky. They say that they literally taught him how to talk. No way. From like black said, this is where it gets freaky because he was so intelligent. The monkey could mimic speech and literally learned how to talk. Not a lot, but a few words. Enough. Right. And it could communicate. It was that intelligent. And so this is where it gets mythical and weird. But that's the story on how they even figured out to consume this Where black Where the fuck tar. do you get this stuff from? I get mine from eBay. <laughs> comes from <laughs> Russia. Um, I could probably show you. Does it have a horrible odor? Because oh, I don't know if oh. I can drink it if, it's ha- if it smells like ass. It, it doesn't have really too bad of an odor. Uh, it's the taste that... that gets you uh, it tastes like old um, this stuff asshole. comes from russia from the altai mountains because i, I i'm kind of kinship with russia we're right next to it here a lot of natives here i mean i'm half russian my or quarter russian myself and so i got mine from russia but you can get them from the himalayan mountains too and so here you go you can see it's a jar of literal oh, that looks hideous bar. oh yeah it's hideous um i got i don't have I, i'm not uh, i don't have this one open but I have one upstairs and sometimes you got to warm it up. It gets so cold that it's so hard to dig out of there. So I usually just put some hot water in the jar and swish mm-hmm. it around a little bit and then dump. And, and that's about enough for, I mean, this is like a year supply right here, one jar. And so I've got several of these sitting around. I like to stock up on this kind of shit. And oh, I've noticed a difference in, in uh, my own energy level and, it, it literally, if you want to build, if, if you're a bodybuilder, this is the shit you want to take. I mean, how do you think Bruce Lee got to be as sculpted as he was? Mm-hmm. He ate copious amounts of this shit and not only but that, but he trained all the time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he swore, he swore by it. And so I had to try it. Really? So, yeah. I've given it to other people too. And they was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> literally <laughs> one like step just like. No, fuck you. I know. It's, it really does. So even with cer- certain other supplements that I was taking for a while, I was drinking chlorophyll and spirulina. And yeah. I had to get used to that. It's very oh, yeah. fishy. Oh, that spirulina is hideous. Oh, man. It's very, it's, it's like mildew. It's like that. Um, What's that other shit that I have around here? Uh, it's supposed to be for bodybuilders too. It's another one, man. That stuff is so nasty. I can barely, barely stomach it. It's Yerba Prima or something like that. Or no, not Yerba Prima, but uh, fuck, it's some, some kind of weird name like that. But I is wanted to- powder? Excuse, yeah, Alta, Alto some shit. Let's see, I got a pouch of it over here. Oh yeah, Tongkat Ali powder. 
That sounds awful. Oh, it's horrible, man. This stuff is tongue cat. Tongue tongue cat. T o n g k a t k k a t a l i. Tongue cat Ali powder, dude. This is supposedly the best shit for you, um, as far as bodybuilding and stuff like that, and and getting your whole uh, uh, promotes libido. <laughs> it's boner pills. Um, but yeah. Better than blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> I know, better than blue chews. But this stuff is horrible tasting. Oh my God. I can barely stomach is it. Is it real bitter? Oh God. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I can barely choke down. I, I take it like maybe once or twice a month. Because Why I don't you put it in a capsule and take right. a capsule? That's the way to do it. And so I, I do that with form. a lot of shit now. Well, I fucked up and bought the powder form because they said it's more <laughs> potent, right? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Fuck that. No, buy the buy the pill form. It's like that faux tea is the same stuff. Have you tried this bodies? I have a I have three bottles of it in my oh kitchen. my god, this shit is so good. Mm-hmm. If I fucking have like had a hard day work working or Headaches. whatever. Oh God, take that shit before you go to bed. Boom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good. Body aches, headaches, joint pain. Everything. Fucking phenomenal. Three to five caps if I'm fucking feeling bad, right? (laughs) Yeah. So back in the day before I started my podcast, if I had a super bad headache, I'd pop like four or five Advil. I'm I'm a savage when it comes to headaches. You want to see another side of me? Let me get a headache, you know? So I would pop like five or six Advil and it would take it away. But if I take three bodies, gone. Wow. That's awesome. Boom. How about after you've done the flush now? Are you getting any headaches? No, I don't get them at all. Hardly ever anymore. Boom. Hell yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also because I was on birth control. And oh, every shit. month, right around that time, I'd get a massive fucking migraine. Oh and my I, God. I stopped taking the birth control. I stopped taking all of that. Don't even have migraines anymore. And I That's did the awesome. colon flush. I had to do the colon flush after I got done taking birth control pills because all of those toxins were just built up in my oh, system. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. The demons. <laughs> yes. Literally. Yeah. But. Before we wrap up, Reg, I did want to ask you, are you working on any projects? You got any paranormal stuff coming out? What can we expect to see? Oh, my God. It's fucking so strange that you mentioned that, of course, because I have a couple of little obsessions that I am trying to work out. Um, One of them is the house I grew up in in Anchorage, the most haunted fucking house I've ever been in. The one with the hole in the ground, remember? Yes. I've got a strategy where I'm going to go up and try to get an investigation into that house. Because Mm. now I'm the paranormal dude, right? People have heard of Paranormal Alaska. I mean, not outside of the state, but people here have. And so I'm going to go up and drop my card on them and say, hey, I used to live here when I was a kid. Is there any possibility I can come in with my cameras and even offer them maybe a little bit of cash? Mm -hmm. But above and beyond that, ugh. This is a tough one. What? Okay, my sister died in a condo in Anchorage that she used to live in. Recently? No, it was back in the late 90s, right? So 20-some years ago. But I think 
I mean, she was in a bad way. Everybody thinks she killed herself. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think that she collapsed from overtoxin. This is why I'm so adamant about this now, because she was just literally, she was, she was in a bad way, right? I, I think she, she was maybe suicidal, but I don't think she was there yet. She was just, I remember she had a bottle of Bacardi. She never drank Bacardi. Also, I ever, she used to send me to go get her wine. And uh, the sad part is, I mean, this is back when I'm doing a lot of drugs and stuff too. Um, she used to get, get me to get drugs for her. Mm-hmm. Finally, I was like, look, I can't do this anymore. And she was like, fuck you. And she just literally rebuked me because I wouldn't get her stuff anymore. And and then shortly thereafter, she was dead. And so this is still hard on my mind. I know. I'm sorry. And my mom, God bless her too. She always thought that my sister was killed. All right. And this is all reawakening since my cousin just died under shady circumstances. We know she was killed. And so my aunt was saying, yeah, we know Britt was killed, but I also think Bunky was killed too, my sister, right? That's what they called her, her nickname. And I was like, no way, you and mom both. And she was like, yeah, she's sure. And I'm like, so I'm trying to muster up the fucking courage to go to that condo and say, hey, I used to live here. Is this place, do you think it's haunted? And if they say yes, then I'd say, hey, here's my card. Do you mind if I come in and do a bit? Not tell them it was my sister or anything like that right off the bat. And just go in there and try to see if I can get an answer from this. And this is why I'm kind of freaking out. They, you know, you asked me that because this has really been on my mind lately. And I'm trying to figure out how I can do this. I mean, I'm literally figuring out my script in my mind that I'm going to present to them as I knock on the door. (laughs) It is your niche though, Reg. It's like you're calling. You have to do it. It's kind of like that. I mean, I haven't done this for a while. I kind of stepped back from it to look at the the data and then republish it and stuff. So I, I mean, I'm still working on that. I just finally got the first episode up and uh, of course the haters come, right? One of the first comments was what a joke he said. And this is one of the guys that had been following for a while. He's following the conspiracy stuff, not my paranormal stuff. And uh, of course I never answer right away. I always take a day to, to digest. And I remember when I first published paranormal Alaska fucking back in 2012 or whatever it was, Immediately, the haters fucking flocked to my YouTube channel and just, I mean, the worst, the most biting comment that I got was from like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I, I remember in the original episode, I was like, I, I, would, I, I was talking about spirits and stuff like that. And I said, uh, I don't think that, that ghosts are watching us while we're taking a shit, per se. I didn't say that. We're watching us while we're in the bathroom. But I would like to think that someday... My grandfather would see me as I accomplished my greatest goal. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and uh, so her comment was right away. She's like, "Your grandfather will never be proud of you." <laughs> Whoa. Oh, right. And I was just like, "Oh man, that fucker was a knife to the heart." And I was like, "God, I looked at this person's profile and I found it was a twelve-year-old girl." I'm like, "Dear God." Was it even a real profile? Because maybe, when maybe you put information out like what we do it is attracting moths to the flame you have to understand that i've been chewed up and spit out so many times and wanted to give it up because i'm a female in a male dominated yeah community you're you're way better than most of those (laughs) douchebags thank you (laughs) you are i love the the, your posts and stuff like that thank you 
always totally a lot of love and passion goes into it for me so if i get a negative comment it does eat me alive just like you said because so much effort goes into it and it's oh, I gotta tell like you, a dagger it was it was a knife to the heart and i was like i literally did not answer right away this is where i learned not to answer right away i had already had a youtube channel before and i kind of used to that but after putting so much of my heart and soul into this whole thing, both myself and my ex-girlfriend, Cynthia, both of us putting so much effort and work into it, it was tough. So I just, I pulled back and I slept on it. And then the next day I responded with something like, well, you might be right there, you know, but blah, 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 blah. It was some mm -hmm. kind of, uh, and so when the first comment comes back on my new publishing, what a joke, the guy says. And I was like, at first I was pissed and I'm like, okay, wait, chill. And so I took a day and then I responded to him in regular fashion. And I was like, hey, thank you so much for watching and thanks for the high praise. <laughs> <laughs> I go, that is, is, it's pretty much high praise compared to what I usually get. The worst comment I ever got. And I told him about the 12 year old girl run <laughs> and telling her how my grandpa would never be proud of me. I'm like, you're nothing compared to her kind of thing. I didn't say that, but you know. Compared mm -hmm. to her, your comment is high praise. And I'm going, and I realized back then that I don't care what they think. I'm only glad that they watched it. Mm -hmm. And if it sparked that much of a hatred in them, oh, it really fucking affected them. It right? did affect them. Yes, it did. It's better than fucking praise. It mm -hmm. is because it fucked them up enough to where they thought about it and they're probably still thinking about it. Took them out right? of their comfort zone. Yep. And it's another problem, and I've talked about this before, is AI and these demons can use technology to fuck with us. So a lot of these fake profiles, fake profiles. And they, they know what will yep. stop you in your tracks. They yep. know what will defeat you. They know all of your most intimate thoughts, Reg. You Dead cannot. On. Dead on. I love the way you put that. They, 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 I think they literally have robots that do yes. that, right? And what mm -hmm. are robots in the machine? But a demon, yeah. Yes. So, so like you, you can't, that. you have to go along and continue your projects. Oh, yeah. Because I am. you are making a big difference. I'm making a big difference. I know we are because mm -hmm. a lot of people want to hear what we have to say if we were just fucking jerking each other off nobody would listen to it nobody would listen you're right it's the truth that attracts them is what it is and yeah. i've explained this to other people before have you ever heard that there's a small brain in your heart i believe it there's a they say that well uh science is like spirituality's retarded cousin <laughs> every once in a while it figures something out and wants a medal <laughs> <laughs> But the, scientists, well said. <laughs> the scientists finally figured out that there's a little cluster of nerves inside your heart that serves as a brain. And the, the ancient natives, uh, American natives especially, knew that, you know, the, the heart. It knows mm -hmm. better than the mind. And it does. Uh, the heart can only process the truth, whereas your mind can fucking lie to you all day. The and ego. so this is how it works. And this is my theory. But and, and I've seen this happen to people. Once I start talking about the truth, their fucking heart hears it for the first time and it starts to beat. It gets excited. Oh my God, the truth. And then they, they misinterpret that. Oh my God, I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to hear the truth. They run. They literally run from it because mm -hmm. they don't know what the fuck's going on. 
And so I've seen this in my own family members, literally, oh, oh I can't talk about this. I'm out. I mean, you see them just literally transform before your eyes, freaking out. Can't hear the truth. I can't, I can't. And that's what happens to these poor bastards. They don't get it. Whereas people who do get it, they're like, oh my God, I'm hearing the truth for the first time. I love it. I want more. Mm-hmm. See, that's the big difference in the people that, I mean, those of us on the spiritual plane and those that aren't, you know. You'll notice the people who accept it more willingly are the people who in their own way are in honor of themselves. A lot of the people who say, I wasn't really sure, but then I listened to some of your episodes and it really woke me up and they'll be the ones that take a lot of fucking vitamin C or something. They'll be kind of like the, you know, they've always known that big farm is a joke or they, but it's the people who get stabbies and the people who want the indoctrination or the people who just want the approval from big brother those are the ones who can't hear it yep well said well said the people that usually uh come to the truth are the ones already trying to improve themselves yes and the other guys are all lined up at mcdonald's yeah they have parasites in their gut they got parasites in their fucking head they're out of their skull they don't know what the fuck is going on there was a guy who I, I did a bit on this too a long time ago. There was a scientist who named it, who said it even better. He says, after the brain gets so many toxins and whatnot in it, it cannot recognize the truth. As a matter of fact, it will come, it'll be like the evil. Mm-hmm. It literally, and I've seen this, people literally fucking put up their dukes to stay asleep. Literally mm-hmm. fight to stay asleep. Because if they admit something's wrong, then they're going to have to do some work and uh, so much better just watch TV, right? They don't want to look in the mirror. I yep. promise you oh. that. They do not want to look in the mirror. That is a great way of putting it too, right? They, they're they afraid of that. God, I used to say that as a joke. I go, I can see why they're bitter. They have to look in the mirror every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the exactly. Pelosi and shit. <laughs> I'm proud of you and you're doing great. And I hope you you get back on track. I hope you go to the condo. I hope you go to your old house. I hope you blast that shit all over YouTube. Mm -hmm. I hope you go to the cannibal cave. And (laughs) I think that it's an amazing series that you're working on. I can already envision it. It's going to be perfect. But for those who want to check out what you have going on already, are you still on YouTube? Did yeah, um, I do or? have, I've got a couple channels they haven't gotten to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, And we know how to talk in code now. Yes, and we so, do. Yeah. And so that's been keeping it going. Um, I have Waked Alaska that I do my live streams on, which um, is probably, it's a shadow of a former shadow of my last channel, right? But it's got a couple hundred subscribers on it. And it's got a bunch of, I, I started experimenting with the shorts. Me the too. Shorts. Mm-hmm. And getting some, some of them get a couple thousand views. Yep. And so I've been putting up a lot of Alaska type stuff, but I'm thinking to chop up this little interview with the, the Kushtikah narratives and start mm-hmm. putting that up a little bit. Cause I can use little bits where it's probably quiet. Not, right. Yeah. Or I can filter out. What's because all you can hear is that TV in the fucking background. Oh my Fuck. god. Ugh. But I could probably filter it out a little bit in little spurts to where it won't be that bad. And uh I'm thinking of doing that. And like I said, I'm I'm uh re-editing the Paranormal Alaska series, like what I call the Paranormal Alaska, the full story. Most of the work's already done. I just gotta um I had to uh clean my hard drives up. <laughs> 
because they're so <laughs> full of shit. And so now I'm going to start to be able to put those out. And that's on my other channel, which is called 907 Studios AK. And if you go to Wake Alaska, there's a link to it right in the top, the first button in the top. And that's where I put my my uh, film project type stuff. Nothing too political. I don't want them to, you know, erase Keep it that. separate. Yeah. And it's only got like 40 some subscribers and not very many views. That's where you'll see my uh, my health videos and my uh, I think. Uh, no, you'll see uh, the paranormal stuff. And yeah, I think the health videos are over there, too. But they're they're on one. of. I should put them on both channels, I think. Um, they're my least viewed videos. <laughs> I love those water videos. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. This is why I did that, because um, people would say uh, every once in a while, somebody would go. I see a difference in you. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, God, I'd be all excited. I want to tell them. But it takes like a whole hour to sit down and tell them. And, and you might be wasting that time because they might just not do any of it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, fuck, if I just make a series of videos, if they're serious, they'll watch them. And so yeah, that's or they think you're bullshitting. Right. Oh, I changed my water. Ah, fuck you, guy. Like, I know. You know. They're like, Dude, what's wrong with your water? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And yeah, what is your Instagram? Places. Instagram is Reg from Alaska. Um, R-E-G-F-R-O-M-A-L-A-S-K-A. Reg mm-hmm. from Alaska. I still have the Instagram because I like to follow certain people. I get a lot of good information on yes. there. And then new supplements I'm finding out about too and stuff on there and whatnot. There's uh, there's people that post stuff like that on there. And, and so that's why I want to stay on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's pretty much all I have is the Instagram and then the, the, the two YouTube channels left. And I will include both them. of those YouTube channels. I think it would be cool. And, you know, you could just tell me to kick rocks. But if you took some of these stories, these elder stories, and you did shorts of yourself telling the stories. It's so weird. We're so on the fucking same wavelength right now. Okay. I know we are. Because I've always thought that would be a good idea for you. I've been wanting to do, um, you know how they do creepy pastas, mm-hmm. right? I've been wanting to tell stories like that, and then put like, if if it's not my own artwork, other artwork that I've gotten from other artists and whatnot, because I've got a mm-hmm. large library of that shit in Alaskan stuff, and just put maybe even Google Images on it too, right? Yeah. And tell the story with different images. That's been what I've been wanting to do. Now I'm trying to to shift my focus that I don't really know how to do it yet, but I I know that that's part of figuring it out. Even if you just sat where you're sitting right now with your phone, prop it up, put a little candle behind you, turn a lamp on and just sit (laughs) and tell the stories in true Reg style, sitting and telling the stories. No, that's awesome. I love that. I, I mean, we're, we're we're thinking along the same lines because I'm exactly thinking I've been, this has been on my mind for the last few months. And uh, it's like winter is almost over. And so summer's going to start and I'm going to get super busy. And I'm like, fuck, man, I got to get this thing started before that happens. Otherwise, it's going to be till fall. And so Even I'm if it's here. not until fall, write it down with your hand. Don't type it in your phone because then you'll forget it. With your hand, take a pen and write it on a piece of notebook paper and stick it on your fridge and look at it every day until you fucking do it. That's awesome. That's Don't awesome let have, it slip away. I know you're busy right now, but you have to do it. 
I have this huge folder full of a bunch of shit that I've written throughout the years. And it's just sitting there collecting dust. I need to start reading this off. If I mean, you people do. don't even want to read anymore. They just want to listen. Like, yes. you, I mean, that's why I love your idea right there. And then, you know, that's funny that you, you mentioned that refrigerator thing. <laughs> and we're, we're on the same line. <laughs> I came up with this idea that I just found because I'm going through shit here, right? I came up with this idea years ago and I called it the goal game, which is a stupid name. It needs a better name. But basically it's, it's a physical representation of you trying to accomplish your goals, right? It literally has a board where you have uh, goals that you want to do and you, you put things like, okay, uh, I want to flush my colon or, or you <laughs> yeah. do something easy. Like I just want to stop cussing so much or something like that or anything. I'm just using basic examples, right? Do something that's easy to accomplish. And then you put your lifelong goals there too. And you, you write them on a little sticky note and is, and you have this circle, like a dartboard. And as soon as you try to start accomplishing that goal, you grab it and you put it on the outer fringe of the board. Okay. I'm just starting to try to do this. And then it's got little stages up towards the center. Once you get to the center, goal accomplished. And then you can put it over on the other side and it shows the side where all the goals you've accomplished so far. And so every day you look at it and you go, okay, that's right. I remember I'm trying to accomplish this goal. And so it keeps and you see, going. I didn't on. even know you were thinking about that. It's so weird. I came up with it like <laughs> years ago, right? And I just found it. And I'm like, oh, I remember this goal game. And me and my buddy were sitting there talking about it. And he's like, dude, this is genius. We need to fucking make this. We got to come up with a better name. He got all excited and shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It's a great idea. I don't know why I ever forgot about it. And so, and I'm looking at some of my old goals. Like, uh, they're like, I want to do 10 pieces of scrimshaw of my artwork. Mm-hmm. I know I can accomplish that. I want to start making t-shirts. Oh, I'm going to do that. Right. I started doing that. Like the shirt I'm wearing, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and just different things like that. And so it's funny that you say that, put it right on your refrigerator. Yeah. That's where mm-hmm. that fucking thing needs to go. So yes. I can look at it every day, every oh. damn day. You're going to look right. at it. In fact, after we're done, I'm going to go up and dig that fucker out and I'm going to put it on the refrigerator door. Fuck it. Good. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thank you. All right. See, maybe sometimes, you know, God conspires to (laughs) bring certain things into your life. And I. Oh, he is three guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He'll get it accomplished. (laughs) But with that being said, Reg, I think this was a beautiful conversation. I'm honored to have you on again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's, It's so much fun talking with you. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And we'll have to do it again sometime soon. I'll come up with some new material for us. We can research it for a little while and get back together. But um, thank you to all the listeners as well for joining us. And we will catch you on the next one. Cheers.